Philly and the world. He's back. And the little kids would sit at home. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Tony Bruno Show. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. On the all-new TonyBrunoShow.com. Tap it. I didn't even kiss it. Gabe. What's her name? What's with the rim shot in there? Rental discretion is advised. Because you know what they say. You know what they say. Look, she bent it over. <laughs> oh. Hang around the gymnasium. My buddy Cap Stabbing out on the West Coast. I mean, he's a good cap friend of mine. <laughs> you know what they say. The man chosen to save American radio from its horrible future. Now, here he is. Oh, yeah. It's like family. It's like, like being family. in the Olive Garden. Yeah. You guys are just like family. Ain't no thing. We have a big enough. We have a big enough. He didn't invent radio. He just perfected it. I'm innocent. What's the name of that place? Big Packers. I want full cavity searches. Everyone, go deep on them. The godfather of sports radio. It is a final. Here is. You got a big one in there? Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. I have to wait for the music to tail out. Can I say tail out without being charged with sexual harassment? <laughs> Hello there, kids. Welcome. <laughs> it is the Tony Bruno Show Live. Hanukkah Christmas Spectacular. And as Chris you can Mica. see, Chrismica. Chrismica. Chrisma what? Chrisma who? Chrismica. Yes. And as you see, I am appropriately addressed for the holiday. It is the actual first full night of Hanukkah. Even though it started on Tuesday night, but this on this place Wednesday. Is restricted, Wang, so don't tell me you're Jewish. Exactly. You like the Hanukkah Christmas uh, shirt? It's growing on me. You're making me wear. Oh, I didn't even know he's got the leopard around that Santa hat. It's my pimp Santa hat, man. What's the matter with you're you? You're looking good, boy. Thank you. Yeah, Thank and uh, you. Luigi and I got our little elf hats on. Yes. Luigi wasn't happy about it. Because, you know. This I'm is like- a guy who goes out and buys like hideous suits for one night appearances, and I'm wearing a Hanukkah Christmas tribute shirt. Tonight, and he's going to give me crap about a shirt that costs less than twenty dollars. What's the matter with you? Everything's the matter with me, Tony. It's a great item we picked up at Boscoff's down in the Cumberland Mall down we in love Jersey. Love Boscoff's. Love Boscoff's is right. We 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 had a, the honor of meeting Mr. Boscoff a couple I of years know. ago what up in nice, Pins- up nice in Hershey, man. and he passed away. Yep, well, just shortly last year. Yeah. Yes. What a great store, Bob. Have you been to Boscov's, Luigi? Yes, I have. I used to go to Boscov's in the uh, the former Franklin Mills, now Philadelphia Mills. The original one in Allentown, though. That's Listen, where it started. If you got seven bucks and you need a toaster, Boscov's is your they place. They got everything home. in there. They it's got phenomenal. everything. Now, people in other parts of the country are they don't ha- they haven't had the joy of shopping at Boscov's. Boscov's is a regional department store. Great sale prices, quality mm-hmm. items in there, Clark. Actually, they are. I mean, they're, they're, it's not like a Walmart where you get cheap stuff and they're not all that well-made. These are actually it's cheap stuff, and they're really nice and um, well-made. And Mr. Boscoff was one of those employers. We talked to so many people. There's so many stories about him that throughout his entire career of owning the Boscoff stores, he was one of those hands-on. Like, he'd be out there straightening up shelves, mm-hmm. and, and he did everything everything for his employees. No, he was a great owner. It's yeah. a great store. And we were in there. I wasn't even looking for a Christmas shirt. Nope. But this one screamed at me. It said, It screamed at everybody. This will piss Luigi off big time <laughs> when I wear this on Wednesday it night. It is a beautiful it's thing. It's Hanukkah. 
I don't have the Hanukkah bush blazing tonight, though. Is Charlie Brown Brown Jewish? Because it has a little bit of that Charlie Brown zigzag on there. Where? That's the papers that Charlie Brown used to smoke. Well, it looks like the like the Wonder Woman symbol too. Oh like yeah, I guess it could. The Wonder Woman. Yep, yep. Now, how, how do you say Hanukkah? It's still Hanukkah. That's always been one of those because it's spelled in some places C H A, which is the w- traditional way to spell it. But everywhere else is H A. That's wrong. Hanukkah. <laughs> that's wrong. Make up your damn minds. Well, like it's, I can. It's well, you're you're not making up your mind on purpose. I couldn't find a Kwanzaa shirt. I mean, who can on this short notice, Tony? I mean, you probably could. No, you know what? You know what gets me every time is that, like, you know, you have those people, those 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 morons who drive around with the the antlers on their car. Yeah, I was right. looking for. You a ever pair see of the people actually. with the full menorah straight across the hood? What's wrong with that? It's incredible. I love it. All the lights light up separately for the different days. I love it, dude. Jewish and you're proud, man. Damn right. I'm not even Jewish, and I'm I'm commemorating our you're good friends out there. And half Italian. I'm not even half <laughs> Jewish. Although I have been with a couple of Jewish women. I hear you. And you know what they say? It's kosher. Yes, it was. <laughs> Halal was you know the name, actually. See a brawl to get that booty at him. Lay it down. Smack him, yak him. Cole got to be. Hey, Speaking uh, of Cole got to be, it is cold as F out there. What do you need? Uh, people are saying, I'm just looking over, and the main volume is not up very high. There you go. Should be a little bit better right now. Yes, it should. Get that main volume up there. Now, I have to turn my volume down. Otherwise, we're going to blow everybody out. But Turn down for what? Uh, turn down for what? It's jingling. The jingling baby, as See? LL once said. Oh, you're damn jingle, right. Jingle, jingle, jingle. It is the Tony Bruno Show Live. We thank you for joining us a week before Christmas. It's actually a little more, but a week from next Friday, it's the 13th. A week from next Friday is the big Tony Claus Spectacular. And unlike the NFL Network, where when they give away sex toys, they get busted for sexual harassment, when people come to Tony Claus, they ask for sex toys from Miss Robin. So no sexual harassment charges filed against us because when Robin's box is unsheathed at, at uh, Moonshine, Philadelphia, next Friday, the Christmas Triple Eve show. The We're not going to do your neighborhood was turned on. Exactly right. <laughs> we will have a Warren Sapp sex toy update for tonight's podcast. We're going to have a Warren Sapp update? Yes, we will. And we'll have an NFL Network update, a Donovan McNabb update. And guess who else is going to join us? Who? Joe Thiesman. That's right. His mom used to rhyme with Heisman. It didn't rhyme with Heisman. That's why he changed his name. But his mama named him Thiesman. I'm going to call him Thiesman. I call him Thiesman because that's his real name. Exactly. And you guys are homies. Damn right. Way back in the day. Of course, the big story is football, and we've got uh, the NBA's going on. It actually starts on Christmas Day. It does start. A week from Sunday, the NFL, the NBA officially starts. Sixers finally win one. After losing four in a row, and Joel Embiid and everybody else was supposed to be injured, but they all played anyway. Overtime win against against Sacramento Kings. Joel Embiid no, almost, no, that was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, I'm sorry, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. In Minnesota. Joel Embiid almost triple doubles. Ben Simmons with no points scored all the way up to almost uh, almost the overtime period. And then he took over. Uh, it, was a, it was a good hard-fought win for the young Sixers, man. And they showed that the Minnesota Timberwolves getting all the love with Carl uh, Anthony Towns. They played no defense. Nah, they played zero defense. them. Especially with Jimmy Butler on the damn roster. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. Yeah. And, and, and and other news, uh, one, 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 of your, one of your favorite uh, players. Uh, Marco from, Bellinelli? No, uh, no, no, no. But uh, Kawhi Leonard from one of your favorite. Yeah, he's Spurs. back. He's back now. He came in, had a nice game last night. So the NBA is uh, starting to get into the Christmas spirit now. It's started, we're getting ready to get into the actual official start of the NBA season. Well, tonight. it's been started, but the, they make a big deal out of Christmas Day. I don't make 
I don't watch any sports on Christmas Day. No? I don't watch NBA. I don't watch meaningless college football. That's a good job, Eddie. I don't watch nothing on Christmas Day. I may pop on, you know, depending on what Christmas movies are on. They're all on. I may have to watch. I haven't watched any of them yet. I haven't watched Elf. I haven't watched uh, Christmas Story. I haven't Christmas watched. Christmas Vacation. I watched The White Christmas for the first time. Really? With Bing Crosby and Danny F and K. The first time I ever see. I loved it, man. I oh, freaking great lo- movies. I freaking loved it because I never got the reference in in uh, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know when he said that you know it's the tap dance with it's Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny F and K. Yes. I never knew it, and then I see who Danny K is in the movie. A phenomenal dancer, man. <laughs> Danny K was light on his feet, bro. Now hey, you're but- right, Robin. What's going on now? Okay, because I don't want to be distracted by people who are disheveled and bent out of shape. No, we're okay. And all not in the Christmas or Hanukkah spirit. You are in both at you're the damn same right time. I am. Can't you tell I'm in the spirit? Yes. I got the Michael David wine Which in the wine cellar. On. We've been sipping on this. We made some French onion soup today. That soup was so I was damn toiling good. over a hot stove all day while you guys were down here cranking your yankers <laughs> and putting the show together. What are you talking about? I was upstairs. Julianning onions. I made it from scratch. How good was that French onion soup? It was incredible, man. On a very so cold day. It's a cold day here for the first time this year. You could say it's it's freezing as hell out there. Baby, it's cold outside. Yes, it, was it is. warm in the Tony Bruno kitchen. It is. And what kind of cheeses did we have on top? We had the, we couldn't find any uh, any Gruyere, except smoked Gruyere. I don't want smoked Gruyere. Now, who wants smoked Gruyere? And it wasn't even sliced. It was a chunk. And I'm not paying $7 for a chunk that I have to make it nice and thin myself. I want it sliced so I can put it on top after you put the... The baguette inside <sighs> in the onion soup. It was good. And you put the taurine in the oven. Not the, the taurine one. green. No. The only the, taurine. The, reg- the only taurine I can think of. Other than the material, that, other than the stuff that they used to put in for loco. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was taurine too, right? That taurine get you tore up. That's what that yeah, does. Yeah, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, is that Sir Lawrence Sir in Lawrence came down to start he never enjoying comes the show. Down. I know. He's the first in the house tonight. Riddles in the, uh, riddles in the, uh, oh, yes. In the Bacaos. <laughs> like we say. In old Bacaos. He's leaving presents for all the but good look, little Sir boys. Sir Lawrence never comes and sits down on the show. But he has now. He's made himself well, comfortable. Last week, what we out? had all three of them here. Yes. It's nice and toasty down here. It is. It's warm, man. It's, it I don't even good. have my fake fireplace on tonight. No, I got to get one. But look, but Robin has the cascading snow. Yeah, we got the windows the all done up real good. Robin did all the decorating this year. As long as we have wine, the holidays will, will be, be fine. fine. Truer words. Holiday item right there, Truer Clark. words have never been spoken. Remember that. Words to live by this holiday season. You serious, Clark? Yes, I am. As long as we have wine, the holidays will be what will be fine AF. At fine, the exactly. Fine AF. <laughs> fine AF. Jack is in the back. Jack's all ready to go. He doesn't have any Christmas or Hanukkah accoutrement tonight. Maybe he doesn't celebrate. His girlfriend's Jewish. He's got to be. Uh, he's in the Hanukkah for the first time ever. Little did he know he has to buy nine stinking gifts. I know, man. Yeah. Kind of. It's, boob- it's a ripoff it's Hanukkah. It's a booby trap holiday. It like- really is. It's bad enough Robin and Christmas are, like, close together. My daughter and Christmas are in the same month. Robin's a couple days away. So she's going to get like all these other kids who were born near Christmas. She's going to get shafted. It happens. She's going to get... Santa's coming down, but she's going to get the shaft. Because <laughs> you ain't getting two presents within five days. I'm sorry. I don't know how Jewish people do it other than they're rich. 
to buy nine gifts or eight straight days, right? Isn't it eight consecutive nights of gifts? Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, it's eight crazy. Instead of one holiday, instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. See, I hate that song. I will not play. I will not play the Adam uh, Adam Schefter. The Adam Sandler (laughs) Hanukkah Hanukkah song. I will not play that Hanukkah song. It's horrible. He's got a Christmas song, too. I will play my favorite Hanukkah song tonight on this show. What are you going to play? Well, I have to. I have it loaded, but you guys didn't load it for me because I didn't send you the email. Well, that's why. I made an entire collection <laughs> of songs I'm going to play tonight. Repeat that one more time. We didn't load it. Yesterday, I you... spent all day on the Internet finding my favorite Christmas songs, knowing that you guys would find a way not to play them because you never listened to my requests. You never sent the request. Demands. You See, never sent the request. I should make demands, not requests, and say, this is what I want. This is what you suckers are going to play tomorrow night. Because I always have to tell Luigi what to play. Last week, poor Larry was here. He wouldn't play a Moody Blues song for the guy. He's an angry elf. Yes, I am. Now, I'd like to know what the hell is going on tonight as we get underway. Let me give you the phone numbers in the meantime. I don't know. Apparently, the show stopped. Is the show on? Are we on, Robin? Nope. Then why don't you tell me that we're not on? Because we're recording. We're fine. Okay. Yeah, the recording's still going. Let me give you the phone numbers. 877. There's only one phone number, but there's a bunch of lines. 877-363-TONY. 877-717. What did I say? 877. Oh, that's my old number. That's okay. I couldn't port that to the new uh, show. (laughs) (laughs) 717-363-TONY. See, I didn't write it down. I've become like those TV anchor guys. That they say the same thing when they open the show yes. because it's always on prompter. And then the one night that it's not on prompter, they don't know what the phone number right. is. I'm the same way. I didn't write the number down on the top of my prepared sheet but, today. But are you Ron Burgundy-esque where you'll read anything that's on that prompter? No, I'm not that yeah. stupid. Go F yourself, San Diego. <laughs> exactly right. I would say that, but they already got screwed when the Chargers left and the Char- and the uh, and the Clippers left. How now about all they the- got the Padres. How about those San Diego, uh, well, those now L.A. Chargers, Tony, exactly. coming on strong, brother? They really are. And they're actually favored on the road this weekend. Did you see that? No, I did not see the that. The San Diego Chargers are battling now. The Chiefs finally won a game last week. Yes, they weekend. did. They yes, got they off did. the schneid. And the Raiders are pretty much sucking canal water. How big of a fraud were they, man? Wow. And they got the, the Cowboys on Sunday night football, you know that. It's going to be a good game. And Dallas is a three-point favorite in Oakland. And they should be. Yeah. Because yeah. the Raiders play terrible. You don't know what you expect from the Raiders from week to week. Uh, last night, I actually, I made, I made the Cowboys one of my selections. Much as I hated to do it, but that's it's good money, man. Minus three on the no, road. There's no way I'm betting on the stinking Dallas I know Cowboys that, Tony, on Sunday but I'm night. I'm just saying, it, listen, that game doesn't mean anything for us, so it doesn't matter. But the game, the, the, the surprising one, I mentioned the Chargers. Your San Diego Chargers, red hot after a slow start, are favored in Kansas City yes. against the Chiefs. Yes, that's crazy, man. On the road, too. Yeah, that's how good they've played. The Saints are big favorites, sixteen point favorites over the Jets. I love them. I love. That's you're gonna lay sixteen. Yeah, Christian Hackenberger, Bryce Petty at the freaking helm. No way, man. Saints coming home in that Superdome. There's no way the Jets keep pace. No way. I they, don't just, know. they just got. Uh, they just got. They just got shut right. out no, on that, the road. That's why the number's crazy because everybody realizes that the Saints need this game. Let's be real, man. The, the reason why that the New York Jets were even in contention for the playoffs as long as they were is because of the absolute just un unexpected play of Josh McCown. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and he broke his hand, and, he, and he's done for the year. Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty, they've had two years to sit there and see both of these guys play. Neither one of them is the answer. They're playing with backup quarterbacks. The Saints coming off a loss. They need to have this win. Kamara comes back from injury. They're going to put... 
put this biblical beat down on the New York Jets, Tony. You would think. I would Don't know. you count out those New York Jetropolitans. <laughs> Meanwhile, enough about the Jets and the Saints. Minnesota's a 10.5-point favorite over Cincinnati as they are coming off a loss, too. And the scenario for the Eagles to get the a first-round bye. Though. Yeah, the Bengals have Bengals no shot in that game. Yeah, so all these people saying, well, if the Eagles beat the Giants with Nick Foles at quarterback and Minnesota loses to Cincinnati, then the Eagles will get home field advantage throughout the NFC. But nobody's counting on that happen. First of all, they got to beat the Giants, who played a little bit better last week, but they still were not very good. And say what you want, still a divisional game. And Absolutely. Uh, and the Giants would love nothing more than to spoil the Eagles' chances. Exactly. So Nick Foles at practice. Big story here in Philadelphia, of course. Carson Wentz in Pittsburgh today underwent surgery on the ACL tear. Dr. James Bradley, noted uh, knee specialist up in Pittsburgh, did the surgery, and according to uh, Jeffrey Lurie, it went very, very well. So That's good. Wentz wasting no time having the surgery so he can get the rehab started. Tuesday, the off day, two days after they were, were in Los Angeles, not even two full days because they played a game in, in Los Angeles, of course, on Sunday night. By the time they got home, it was the middle of the night. Carson Wentz, the first thing Monday morning, found out the MRI results, which were torn ACL. So what does he do? Tuesday, he goes in on the off day for the players and gets to work with Nick Foles on, the, on getting ready for the Giants game on Sunday up at the Meadowlands, the Eagles' last road game of the year. Mm-hmm. So Carson Wentz is in the facility working with Foles and the third-string quarterback, Nick Foles' lookalike, Nate Sudfeld. Now, you may have seen pictures of this guy. He's been the guy standing next to him who everyone thought was <laughs> Nick Foles. When, he, this, when Nate Sudfeld would go out in the city, people would think he was Nick Foles. That's how much they look alike. So Nate Sudfeld will be the third-string quarterback, or actually the backup now to Nick Foles, mm-hmm. and there have been people banging the drum for, yes, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, Michael Vick. I've heard some Tony Romo whispers. But you know who came out and ba- banged the drum for himself? Jeff Garcia. Well, Jeff Garcia's always banging the drum. We've had him on the show a million times. Yep. He's also like 55 years old now. I, I'm just saying. I love Jeff Garcia. Vince Young? Vince Young. He, I, wasn't he already here when they yes, had he, it? Well, he was. Wasn't he part of the, uh, we got the makings of a uh, dynasty here? <laughs> Wasn't that the quote? When they dream team, man. Dream, dream team. That's right, the him dream and, team. Him and Ronnie Brown. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. But no, RG3. Really? RG3 went on with Stephen A. Smith in, on ESPN and said, hey, Stephen, I saw you banging the drum for Colin Kaepernick to be signed by the Eagles for the stretch run. Sure. He said, what about me? I'm working out. Now, I'm not going to come in here and start. I'm not going to come in here and, and, be, and move ahead of Nick Foles. I'm a good backup guy to Nick Foles because, A, I, I can run. I'm healthy again. I've been working out, and I know how to run this type of offense. So the question is, would they even consider a guy who obviously his last stop in Cleveland, he got hurt again, and the guy was obviously injury-prone. But as a backup to Nick Foles, would you feel more confident with an RG3 who was the second pick in the draft in 2017? Joe Theismann's going to join us on the show. And, he'll, and, and, he and we'll was ask there, him. And again, and RG3 being in Washington while, while Theismann was there and covering the team and things like that, he'll be able to give a little bit more input. But personally, if you were to ask me, and this has nothing to do with any political stance or anything like that, based on pure passer, I'd feel much more comfortable with RG3. I agree. I feel I, much I agree. more comfortable because before the injury, this guy was MVP caliber player, Tony. No doubt about it. And then it. what happened? He messed up the knee, and Shanahan and the boys ran him out there when they shouldn't have, and they ruined him. And they put him on that field when he shouldn't have ever played, and that's what happened. But I do feel that if you're going to go pedigree alone, number two overall pick, I would play. I would. I would have. I would have Robert Griffin III backing up Col- uh, Nick Foles. 
Unless you don't, well, nobody's seen Nate Sudfeld. He played a little in preseason. But, but again, on, that man. doesn't matter. So that's the big question now. Uh, do the Eagles need to get a veteran backup for Nick Foles now that we know Carson yes. Wentz isn't going to yes, play? Yes, you do. Well, we'll find out from Joe. Joe Theismann's going to join us coming up in a few minutes here on the program. Is this still a program if it's a uh, podcast? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the lingo is anymore. You, the, I think the lingo has changed. It used to be, you know, that weird show in somebody's basement, and now it's just radio. No, now the only people in basements are guys who are like bloggers and sports guys who have right. their own shows after never having, having having never even listened to the radio. Now all of a sudden they're expert broadcasters. Well, we do need to be not like to Luigi. Learn. He's worried. He's 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 been weaned for three years for this. Exactly. Four years, brother. How many years? It's about damn time. Unlike some radio stations. It- just throw anybody on that's been on the air for like two minutes. Now people, it, it's funny too because people they ask me, they say, "And God bless you if you're good enough to do a show and somebody wants to hire you." I don't, I'm Listen, not telling people said, not to hire anybody. People ask me all the time. They say, "They go, how did this work for you? How did this happen?" I said, "Well, first of all, I was a fan to begin with, and I listened and I learned. And then when I came on with Tony, like they, I, I, I'm not, I will never downplay the 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 blessings and the break that I have to be able to work with you and to... And to it's home. not a break. No, I mean, and you to, came no, and, in, and, you work. I know, and to hone my skills under you and your tutelage and Robin and everything. And But but before I ever started doing my own show, before I even talked, I mean, Tony wouldn't even let me on air. Tony doesn't let anyone on air unless they're ready to be on air. He doesn't I, put, be, I let Jack come on air yeah, a few, a, a few little, a few little... <laughs> he was like seven beers in one <laughs> right, night. Exactly. I figured it'd be good. A few little tidbits now here what? and there. Not tonight. I didn't ask him, man. How are you in, now, what are you drinking tonight back there, Jack? Corona, he's going. Oh, Mexicano. Exactly Mexicano. right. But before I ever did my own, but Tony, what did I do respectfully before I even said, before I even went You sat in the I said, hallway I said, at, no. at Dockside. Before that, I even, I walked, I went up to both of you and I said, I would like to do this. Am I ready to do this? I will not do this without your blessing. You said, yep, you're ready to do it. You can handle an hour. You can handle this. You can do that. And I said, okay. I didn't just sit in the turn on the mics and go, oh, well, I can do this. Because you can't. Not a lot of people can. It's, it's difficult, man. Well, actually, you can. It's difficult. I mean, man. anybody can do this. But not anybody can do this well or professionally. But does it really matter anymore? No, it doesn't. I'm not here to criticize other shows or podcasts. I mean, if you like another podcast, you listen to it. Of course. That's how it works. It's like if you like a TV show, you watch it. If you hate it, you don't watch it. Same thing with radio or television or anything else. You know what I'm saying? I hate Meanwhile, all these people now suggesting that because of the Carson Wentz injury, he is out of the MVP race. It's ridiculous. Now, well, Tony, I don't know, man. I mean, if, if Russell Wilson continues to play the way, the way that he's been playing, and that and the of Seahawks course, I'm not saying that other people couldn't possibly move ahead of him. No, because Antonio Brown could move ahead of him. Can I ask you a question, honest to God, truth, Tony? Yeah. Does it really freaking matter if he wins the MVP? No, it's no, not. It, but it but to take him out of the the the. The betting equations. No, but that was the same thing with last year with the people with you know we were trusting the process and people were getting up in arms because Dario Sarge didn't win Rookie of the Year over Malcolm Brogdon. We were in the middle of a freaking tank. Who cares? What's it matter? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It do, to me it does. I don't care about any of those. Right. It's like I'm walking in every every store you go into starting Monday. Eastern Division champions, Philadelphia Who Eagles. Who cares? NFC Who's going to buy an NFC East championship? People rush term? to that crap. They rush out there for that crap. I don't think they are in this town. They should. I be. don't think they are. And again, if you want to buy an NFC Eastern Division champion you, shirt, you want to run a banner, you want to hang it up next to your Sam Hinkie banner, go right ahead. I'm not telling you what to buy or not to buy. You do what you want. But to me, NFC East champion, it's like when teams clinch the wild card in baseball means nothing. and they have a champagne celebration no, no, for a one and then game they playoff. put a flag up in the stadium wild card uh, 
Even if you lose the wild card right. game, you whoop, put a banner up. Whoop the freaking do, man. Who cares? P- people die to hang on anything. And, and again, it was it was a very very bittersweet victory for the Eagles. Exactly. The, there was no celebration. Did you see that? Did you see the the, the 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 gift that went out there on social media on Twitter? It was the greatest thing ever. They said it, it, it was. It, it, it was uh, Philadelphia Eagles NFC East champions, and it was a picture of Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump on on, on New Year's Eve. He just sitting at the, at the table at the bar, just <laughs> like it's just so bittersweet, man. Aww. It sucks. Listen, before you know, my take on this was before Wentz went down, we were talking not the Eagles going to a Super Bowl. This was the Eagles winning the damn Super Bowl. The Eagles weren't just going to Minnesota; they were going home to bring home some. They were going there to take home some hardware. When his when he got hurt. That, that that all the air just went out of the lungs, man. No doubt about I mean, it. And, and rightfully no doubt so, about because, it. and you have all these other guys. And again, like look, his teammates, Carson himself. Of, what are they going to say? Of course, they're going to say next man up, and we're going to rally around Nick Foles because they're the, you have to. You can't just give up. And when and when Carson Wentz goes out there and says, "I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to come back better. Uh, this will not stop me. Uh, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be even better next year." What do you want him to say? Well, I don't really uh, anticipate the rehab going so well. And, uh, you know, if I come back somewhere around November, I might be the same player. Maybe I won't be. But, you know, we'll see. And I would just expect everybody to hang in there. He's got to say those things. He has to be able to put the face on and tell everyone everything's going to be okay. But everyone who keeps going, and even Brian Dawkins, who says it's, it's the next man up mentality, that's just locker room talk. No, because, it's not. No, because no, here's not. the deal. You, when, it's, when Darren Sproles goes down, when your running back goes down, it's next man up. When Jason Peters goes down, your left tackle, it's next man up. When Hicks goes down, your, your starting linebacker, it's next man up. When the potential MVP franchise quarterback goes down, it is not next Are man up. Are they saying that in Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers went down because that their season Tony, was shot? Or did they what, say, Tony, you know what, we got this guy from UCLA. No, it was you know pretty what they, good no, in college. You know what they did? They sat there and was like, you know what? Well, the season's basically over. And the guy came in and he and he played well. And but and he didn't a, play well in the beginning. No, but he and played fans well were enough. down on him and they let him stay in there. Me, and now they're back in no, the hunt. Hear me, yeah, but he's, they're back in the hunt. But you know what else happened today though, right? Is that number twelve, Aaron Rodgers, has cleared the play? And you think they're going to let Hundley play next week? Man, hell no! Aaron Rodgers is getting the ball the second he gets on the field. And what I'm saying is, is that it's not next man up when you have a quarterback. And people say, oh, here they have this other thing. Well, Case you Keenum. just proved the next man no. up theory right. It's not. Yes, it's it not. is. No, it's not. Tony. Yes, it it's is. Because Nick Case Fal- Keenum is an example of no, the next Case man Keenum up. Case Keenum was starting from week two, Tony. He was the backup quarterback who started from week two to now. He had 11 weeks under his belt. It's not the next. He's man also up. a guy who bounced around to three different franchises not, and couldn't stick. I am not. Okay. I'm not. You're absolutely right. I am not saying that the season is over and that the Eagles can't get to a Super Bowl and any of this stuff like that without Nick Foles. As a fan, as a believer in this team, I do believe that he can do it. He can hold. The, if they change the game plan a little bit, commit to the run. Sure, of course he can. And Nick Foles is no slouch in this system. He did very, very well. He went to. He was a Pro Bowl MVP, whatever that's worth. My my thing is this though, is that. You can't say it's next man up when you have the elite core. Because that's the thing with Carson Wentz. He wasn't just good. He wasn't just franchise. Tony, over the course of this year, he became elite. He he entered that upper echelon. We all know of that, man. And what I'm saying is, we you all can't, know that. We don't need to hear this long dissertation but it's, on it, how important Carson Wentz but it's was. Because you can't say it's next man up when you yes, lose you the elite. Can. No, it's not. That's the only thing you can say. Because you have to say it. No, you don't but have to say it. It's disrespectful to a guy like Wentz to say next man up. Because As the Green Bay Packers, when they lost Aaron Rodgers. Whether they weren't believing that the next man up was going to do it, they didn't believe it. They, they didn't believe. It. No, they when Jordy Nelson wasn't getting any balls thrown to him because what's his face doesn't throw the ball to him because he didn't have any kind of chemistry with it. No, he went to Devontae Adams and turned the ball and it turned around and handed the ball to Jamal Williams. And I think that the Eagles can do the same thing with Foles. All I'm saying is though is that all these people still have this belief that 
you know, we're going to go to a Super Bowl and win it with Nick Foles. I'm sorry. How do you know they're not still going to go to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles? I still think they have a chance to go there. Okay, just, so then why are you saying that they can't do it? I said they can go there. I don't, because I said it's no longer, it no longer came to the point of we can make a Super Bowl. It used to be we're going to win the Super Bowl with Wentz. I don't feel comfortable with Nick Foles. I don't have the same confidence in Nick Foles having to possibly go on the road to win a playoff game. Wait a and, minute. Last week when they lost in Seattle, a lot of these nitwit jump on the bandwagon me. fans not were saying, me. see, they can't beat a team with a winning record Not on me. the road. A lot of people. I'm not talking about you. No. I'm talking about how fans become fickle every week. You're right. One week, oh, they didn't play anybody. They didn't beat anybody with winning records. The next week, oh, see, they went to Seattle and they shit the bed and they can't beat a good team on the road. You're right. Then they come back and they go to L.A. Carson Wentz gets hurt. They beat the Rams, who they're not supposed to be able to beat. And uh, Carson Wentz plays great. And he busts his knee up and Nick Foles goes in there and finishes off the game and makes a big third down throw. That ices the game. And now all of a sudden, oh, well, Carson Wentz isn't going to play. I'm just not going to even bother. The, I'm not going to go out anymore. I'm going to become agoraphobic. I'm going to stay home. What I'm not going to go out for Christmas. I'm not going to talk to my family anymore. That's just idiotic thinking. It is. It's idiotic to think that with three games left in the season, that a guy who played in the NFL and played pretty well while he was here and then went somewhere else where he, to the Rams, who sucked, and the, the same team that got Sam Bradford destroyed because they had a dog-shit offensive line, mediocre receivers when they were in St. Louis. Nick Foles didn't do anything there. You know why? Because nobody did anything in St. Louis when the Rams were there. Case Keenum not was Case there Keenum, not Nick Foles, not Sam Bradford, not anybody. So the bottom line is we don't know what's going to happen. But to sit here and suggest that oh, there's no way they're going to – it's over. No, Tony. It's over. It's not about suggesting. I, I still believe they can go there. I have the, I have the belief that they can. My thing is is that to, 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 for people to go out there and say they still have the same confidence that the Eagles can win a of Super Bowl. Of course they don't. But people are saying that, and I'm saying that's I don't asinine. care what people say. It's asinine because I don't have the same Who's saying that? Talk radio dopes no. that you listen to? No. Pom-pom, toting, freaking morons. In you know, I know you mean you the people d- that listen to podcasts yes, and radio Tony, shows? Yes, yes Tony, yes. Tony, I know now, who's you- dumber? The people that listen to radio shows and podcasts or the people that are on the radio shows and podcasts? There's only one person who has the answer to that question. You know who that is? Who's that? Is he there? He's here. My buddy, the great Joe Theismann. I used to call him Joe Theismann, but the Heisman no longer matters because nobody watched it last week. But Joe Theismann used to. (laughs) Do you still watch the Heisman, Joe? How are you, buddy? I'm good, Anthony. How are you? <laughs> Anthony Bruno, the man of many, many opinions. Well, that's why. Why do you and, think I'm here? I, what's that? Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> I know. I know. That's why you've been who you are for as long as you've been who you are. Thank you, Joe. You know, Joe, in, in his book, You're welcome. in Joe's book, did you know this, Luigi? What's that? Joe wrote the book, The Idiot's Guide to Football. Remember how there was an idiot's guide to everything? You know who Joe pointed out as the guy that was the guy that does this the way you're supposed to do it? The idiot on my right? I don't remember. Who was it, Joe? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> One Anthony J. Uh, no. <laughs> some guy named Tony. I, I can't remember his last name. Some dude named Tony, I think. The very, the very jolly fellow on my right hand yes, side, right? I got my uh, Christmas, yeah, uh, Christmas you, sweater hey, on, Joe. Do you know how long he begged me to put him in the book, though? I mean, it, was, it got to a point. Well, how like, long have you known him, Joe? Do, you know, it's like. Well, we only Joe, go back to about 1990, uh, I think. 1990. That's yeah, not that long. Yeah, we go long. back a long way. Joe Thais. All right, Joe, the, the, the burning question now, 
of course, is Carson Wentz has the ACL surgery. It goes well. We don't know. I mean, you know, you've been around sports injuries. You had a pretty bad injury yourself, and we see ACL tears. RG3 has had them. Uh, a lot of athletes have had them. I mean, Tom Brady had one, if I'm not mistaken. And so forget about this year for Wentz. We know he's not playing. Do you think a guy of his stature, a guy who runs around like him, will change the way he plays? And you think, first of all, you think he'll be able to come back and play next year, or will he, is, he, is he not going to be the same guy even in the 2018 season? You know, I think he will be. I think it's, you know, it's the ACL. If obviously, I don't know the severity of it. Um, if everybody said it went well, he walked, basically walked off the field. Uh, you know, when guys really get, get it bad, they're on a cart or, you know, somebody's helping him off the field. You know, he's a big, strong kid. It looks like he's got some good ligaments, good tendons, good bones. I don't see where his game is going to change a whole lot. He doesn't run a lot anyway. He moves around in the pocket very well. He has a big pocket presence, and he gets the ball out of his hands. I think he'll be a, a little bit smarter when it comes to taking a hit, which will reduce some of the risk that he went through. But I would fully expect him to be back being the Carson Wentz he was with a year in the system, doing what this team has done. But, you know, and you've heard me say this on many occasions, Tone. The quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. And what I think the Eagles have going for them is a running game. Uh, Alshon Jeffries has been the pickup of the entire offseason last year. And I think their defense is what really drives them. I mean, those, those, they can rotate seven guys up front. They'll drive you absolutely crazy. Ask Dak Prescott what it's like. I mean, it's so you, you've got a defense that's pretty much intact. The secondary is playing with a tremendous amount of confidence. You can run and run the football. And Nick has been around long enough to, to be able to manage the game in a similar way out of the pocket. I mean, both Nick and Carson move around in a similar fashion. You know, Carson's probably a little bit more physical, but, um, you know, he's at, he was having an MVP year. There's no question about it. All right, so the question I now is... I be back 100%. Okay, now, Joe, the other question is, of course, and we were just having this debate about the next man up, and the Eagles have proven that all year from Darren Sproles to Chris Maragos, their best special teams player went down. Sproles goes down early. Yep. You know, Jason Peters goes down. Jordan Hicks goes down. All teams have injuries, but the Eagles, more so than any other team, especially the only team at 11-2 and two in the NFC, have proven that whoever they stick in there, there's a mindset that goes to a, a, a team that it's... And I know the quarterback, as you mentioned, is the most important position. Does that mindset continue even at... No, no, I, I say it's the most dependent position. I do think it's the most important position because look at the teams that don't have quarterbacks right. and you see where they are. But it's also the most dependent. And, you know, I look at some of the catches that Alshon has made this year. I look at, you know, the way the defense has played. I mean, special teams plays. You know, the Eagles are... The Eagles and the Vikings are the two most complete teams in football, in my opinion. They run the ball well. They play great defense. They have quarterbacks that protect the, protect the ball. They understand when you get into the scoring zones, they understand how to protect that. Um, they're pretty darn similar, and their records are pretty close to the same end, at 10-3 and three and 11-2. and two. So, you know, I, as, as you look at this football team, you have to have enough depth, and you can't get beat up. I'll use the Redskins as an example. You can't have three-fifths of your offensive line playing on one leg and no ankles and no shoulders. You can't have your best, running, your best player on the team, your running back, 
get hurt and be gone. You can't have a team that doesn't have wide receivers. I mean, you know, this is a game of athletes. It's a game of the players. You can throw all the concepts out there you want, but if you don't have the horses to run the race, you don't stand a chance. And the Eagles have done a terrific job. And that's the other thing. The Eagles are a confident football team, and guys don't want to get hurt. They don't want to miss a chance to be on the field, and that's a mental state that you get into. And it speaks to what they've been able to accomplish and what they've been able to build going forward. Now, Joe, Joe Theismann joining us. Now, Joe, you know this very well. I mean, you're in Washington still. You, you follow that team, and you see what's going on. And I, I was mentioning beforehand that RG3 has been saying, you know, why don't the Eagles call me now? I've been working out I, not to be the starter, not to move ahead of Nick Foles, but to be a backup to Nick Foles because their backup right now is this kid, Nate Sudfeld, who hasn't really played a snap. It was a six-round pick yeah, but in 2016. I knew Nate, Tony, I knew Nate here in Washington. Nate, Nate's, Nate's a gamer. Nate, is, Nate fits into the mold of Carson and Nick. You have three quarterbacks who are very similar. They're big guys. Nate moves around pretty darn well. This will be his third year in the league. He understands it more. I think he understands what he needs to do. The only thing about Nate is he needed to work on, and I don't know if he still does, get the ball out of your hands quicker. That's the... That was the big thing with him. The drops were good. The reads were good. It was a little slow with his delivery. That's the one thing that he needed to do. It's the one thing he needed to work on. Um, but Robert, you know, Robert hasn't played in a long time. Robert is not a drop-back passer. You saw it in Cleveland last year. Uh, he drops back, and all of a sudden he's gone. It's something he's never had a chance to work on. And now's not the time to bring someone in to say, okay, we're going to work on it. And it isn't, it isn't a question of the Eagles not having how about How about the Houston Texans? How about the Denver Broncos? Denver Broncos have nobody. They're going through what the Houston Texans went through a year ago, and he still doesn't get a phone call. There's a reason. There's a reason. People don't believe that he can operate out of a pocket. And I, I, hey, listen, I think the world of Robert. Uh, you know, I knew that was going to be something he needed to work on to elevate his game. Never had a chance to because he was hurt. And now, you know, it'll have to be an off-season where somebody will say, okay, come in, let's work out and see what you got. But there won't be anybody that signs them during the year. The question is, obviously, the Eagles Especially still have the aspirations. Eagles. The Eagles still have aspirations for a Super Bowl. I mean, Wentz being hurt doesn't help, but you got to go with the guy you have. But the question is, now, if you do, you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to have probably home field maybe throughout the entire postseason. So the question is, yeah. Do you have to have somebody who's a veteran quarterback to back up Nick Foles, hoping to get to that point if something happens to Foles, or can you go with Sudfeld and hope to keep winning I when you're you third man with, in? I, I I think you can go with Sudfeld. Of course, you know, I mean, you start to move down the turn. You know, Carson's an MVP candidate. Nick will do the ball, will, will play the position efficiently. Um, Nate hasn't played. So if, if you're forced into that situation, you know, Doug's smart enough to adjust around it. The defense looks at it and says, hey, look, you know, we have to pick up our end of it a little bit more. We need another play out of the special teams. You know, our wide receivers are going to have to create a little bit more space, maybe. But, you know, these guys have been there for 14 games. You know, you've been through, you've got, you got two to go, three to go. So as you go through the season, you basically wind up in a situation where you know who you are, you know what you have, and you live with it. And you would tweak and adjust it going forward. I, you know, like they got the Giants this week, okay? Um, there isn't anybody in their right minds that thinks the Giants are going to win. But they're playing in New York, and this is a crazy damn game. Mm -hmm. 
and you don't want to underestimate them. You know, they, you know, they, they, they hang a half with you. They may hang three quarters, but you know, sooner or later, they don't have the personnel to compete. This is a game where if the Eagles want to serve notice. This is a game that should be 31, seven. That's what the final score of this game should be. If the Eagles are going to say, you know, we are, the, we are the baddest on the bunch. You know, the Vikings are good. They're terrific. We're the baddest of the bunch. Now you get to go do it. This isn't a time to coast because you still need these games to secure a buy and home field. All right, here's another. Uh, and you're ultimate. not playing a good football team. Here's another good. Here's a scenario to look down the stretch because the Cowboys are obviously playing better now. And there's only what? One more game with the, without the running back? I think one more. December 14th, I think they get them back. Yeah. Right. So they will have they will have their running back back for the final two games. If they beat, the, I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys, if they win this week in Oakland against the Raiders, and then they win their next, their, if they win their last three games, they win out, right? They will be 10-6. Yep. and six. They will make the playoffs, presumably, depending on what else happens around the NFL and the, uh, and the NFC. Will they then become a yep. dangerous team chance. again in the playoffs yep. if they actually yeah. find a way to make it a 10-6? and six? I think I think they're, they're a different football team with Zeke in the backfield. There's no question. And you know, I, I said this. You know, they struggled against the Giants in the first half. They beat the Redskins handily, but the Redskins just didn't have personnel to match them. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is a big one for the Cowboys. Of course, Oakland, you know, fighting with the Kansas City uh, in that division. So that's that's a huge game for them. I mean, we've got a bunch of big games this weekend. When you really stop and take a look at the games on the slate. You start to say to yourself, "Hey, the uh, New Orleans game is a big game. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Orleans is—they need to do what they need to do. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, is going to be—you know—is a surprise team in the AFC. Green Bay and Carolina, LA at Seattle. There's there's four teams in the NFC that you have to be—you know—thinking about what's going on. Like I say, the Jets are playing at New Orleans. Don't sleep on the Jets. You know, Josh McCown's—you know—I know I'm not sure if he's playing or not. But, no, he's out. Well, that's that's. Well, then, you know, I mean, you just don't know. And, and, you know, that's a game where you say, okay, they don't have their quarterback. You know, this is a game where the, you look at the Eagles and the Giants, they don't, Giants really don't have much going. The guys are going to line up their professionals. They get paid. You never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, I think the Cowboys, back to your point, I think the Cowboys are a viable team. Their defense is playing better. Um, I still think the wide receiving core is a little suspect. And, uh, you know, Dak is – Dak is a different quarterback when he has to shoulder a little bit more of the responsibility. But, you know, they, they probably will make the playoffs. I mean, Green Bay is another one of those teams where, you know, if they can beat Carolina this week, they, they have a shot too with, with Aaron coming back. Would you put Aaron Rodgers back in there, even though he's been cleared to play and he's healthy and run the risk? Or is there no risk once yes, a guy is no, cleared I to would. play? Absolutely. If he's been cleared by the medical staff and he says he's ready to go, put him out there. That's what we do. It's our job. You know, I mean, what are you going to hold him? What are you going to save him for? He's, a, he's the quarterback. He's the leader of your football team. He's the quarterback of your football team. It's at a critical time of the season when you need your best players on the field. Why would you not play him? No, I agree with you. And, and you know what? They look dead, and then they, they, they righted the ship, and they're able to get back into it. Now they have a shot to win and make the playoffs. That's, that's huge. They're you know, they're a little bit like the Steelers. I mean, you know, they, you know, they, they should have possibly lost to Cleveland this past week. Mm-hmm. And they came back. 
You know, Brett Hundley did a good job over the last couple of games. The Steelers have won four games with kicks in the last seconds of a game. You know, and they, and they get New England this week, which will be, I think, a terrific contest. But, you know, I would say I would look at Green Bay, not quite at the position that <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys are in. I think the Dallas Cowboys, when they get Zeke back, will be a better football team. But, uh, you know, I mean, Aaron, Aaron's a magical guy. We saw it last year against the Cowboys, how magical he can be. And you know, Jordy Nelson's been non-existent, so maybe he starts getting involved in the game plan again. No, I agree with you, Joe. Luigi's here, and he's chomping at the bit to ask a very vital, important NFL question. No, 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 no. I was just going to piggyback on what he was saying about Green Bay and with the emergence of, of their young rookie, Jamal Williams, at the, at the running back position. They've been able to turn around and hand the ball off to him and not mm-hmm. leave it solely on Brent Hundley's shoulders. And, you know, it's taken a lot, of the, a lot of the pressure off the young quarterback, and it's helped them, you know, run the ball and win these games. Absolutely. You know, Luigi, you bring up a great point. <clears throat> Look around the league at how important the running back position has been. Kamara down in New Orleans. Jamal Williams. I love Jamal Williams coming out of BYU. I thought, I thought he was you – know, I really – I'm thrilled to see him doing what he's doing. But look at what it's given him in a running game. Look at what it does for the Eagles. Look at what it's done for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they couldn't tackle – the New England Patriots couldn't tackle the Miami Dolphins running back yeah. the other night. Kenyon Drake. tackle. Yep, Kenyon Drake, Joe, is the time they could, Right. And then you got the kid in Kansas City. I mean, you look at the way the running backs have emerged. Um, and if you can run the football and you got a decent quarterback and you got a, a defense playing like the Eagles play, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles to be able to get into the championship game. I'm not sure if Minnesota is there with their full complement of people that, and they play them sort of depending upon where they play them. I'm not sure that, you know, those two teams wouldn't be considered dead even. No, you're absolutely right. The Eagles have to play. And not that Minnesota can't play outside because even though they're in a dome, they can play. They play at Green Bay and they play outside as well. But the Eagles, the Eagles only have to win have two. The only Eagles win two of their last three. They clinch home field or Minnesota loses one of their games. Eagles will have home field throughout the NFC uh, right. championship game. And that's the situation that they face. They win out, they go to the championship game, and they host it here. And who knows what the weather's going to be here. But Minnesota, these guys, they could play in cold weather too. But having home field advantage, especially with a team like the Eagles this year, I think home field advantage would be huge here. I agree. I think home field advantage is huge uh, no matter where you go. I mean, Except L.A. Except yeah. L.A. There's no home field advantage out there, Jeff. Unless you live there. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, that's, you know, that's another team you can't sleep on. I mean, that, that game, that you know, that Eagle-Ram game was, I think, a precursor to what we might see going forward into the playoffs. And the NFC's got some really good football teams. Yep. You know, the Rams, New Orleans, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Dallas coming on, Green Bay coming on. Seattle, um, even Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's like uh, sparring up and down. They're still alive. Uh, yeah, you're right, Joe. I mean, there's a lot of teams. Even Carolina. I mean, you, you, you mentioned all the teams. You know, look at the AFC. I mean, New England looked terrible on Monday Night Football. I think they were looking. I'm going to give Miami credit. They're looking ahead to the Steelers. I want to tell you from from an analyst standpoint about the New England Patriots, okay? This is how important that game was, and this is how stupid what Gronk did was to where the position of the New England Patriots may wind up. Possibly hosting uh, uh, at home, possibly having a bye. By him being suspended for that one game, 
Tom Brady barely threw the ball in the middle of the football field. The New England Patriot offense is not a down-the-field, outside-throwing football team. They are an inside-the-number football team. They have been. They will be as long as Tom is there. They just don't throw the ball down the field, whether it's corner routes, whether it's goes, whether it's deep posts. I don't care. There are, and that's where Gronk's presence was missed so much against the Miami Dolphins. Especially for fantasy players who are all mad, Joe. You know who's more mad than the New England Patriot fans? The, the fantasy players who had Gronk in their league. Oh, they are pissed <laughs> off. Now. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Absolutely. But they had to be going nuts. They got to be going. As soon as that happened the other night, they got to be going, you got to be kidding me. You know? But, you know, that, that one moment of stupidity could change the fortunes of what's going to happen with New England. Absolutely. I totally I mean, just agree with that, you. Just the fact that he wasn't there. Like I said, I'm watching that game, and I've studied New England, and I think Tom's the best. But when it comes, he was late on the post that got picked off. They don't throw the ball outside very well. And it's an inside passing game, which, which he works better than anybody ever has in the history of the game. And so, you know, you lose that key element inside, and it changes to be able to to hold the ball for another first down, to be able to have them break a tackle and, and you know gain a lot more yards and put you in a position to be able to make plays. Joe, did you ever Just go 0 for 11 it. on third downs in a game in your career? Did I go 0 for 11? On third downs. I mean, Brady went 0 for 11 on third downs the other night. I know. And, and you know, but, but look at his record against Miami. He was 7, what, 7 and 9 mm-hmm. going into that yep. game? Miami has always been a thorn in New England's side, whether they play them in New England or whether they play them in Miami. For some reason, they've always been a thorn in, in, in the New England Patriots' side. But, you know, I, maybe, I, you know, I had John Riggins, so we didn't, go, we didn't get to a position where we were 0-11 on third downs much. You know, we had a, you know, I had a horse to turn around and help the situation out quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a rare. I mean, that's, that's, in fact, the last time it happened, the stat was Tom Brady was only 14 years old when the Patriots had an 0 for game, an 0 for 11 on third down game in 1991. That's the last time it happened in the New England Patriots history. I mean, and they, they were barely in the league. Were they the Boston Patriots at that time? No, I think it was Champagne Tony Eason days back then. Remember Champagne Tony Eason? I think he was the quarterback then. That's right, yeah. Went to the Super Bowl and said, oh, my gosh, this is too tough. I don't want to play the Bears. Goodbye. They, they still went as the Blue Coast. I remember that. <laughs> well, Joe, it's always great to catch up with you. One thing I'm looking forward to, the Raiders next week, the, because I remember Robin and I were out in Oakland in the Coliseum in the Black Hole a couple yep. of years ago when Nick Foles threw seven touchdown passes against the Raiders in Oakland. I'm not suggesting that's going to happen again, but – We'll see Nick Foles the next couple of games. Hopefully he stays healthy, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a wild finish, especially in the NFC. There's a lot of great teams, uh, but jockeying. I for think, position. and I'm ha- I'm happy for Doug too. I think he's done. You know, in his second year, um, you know, the staff, Jim Schwartz, what he, the staff he's put together. I mean, you know, calling the plays, the staff you put together, the confidence you have in the people. You know, what he's done with Carson, similar to what's happened with uh, Sean McVay mm-hmm. out there with Jared Goff. I mean, you, you're talking about two young coaches who have really come in and, ha- and impacted the game and the cities, in particular developing the young quarterbacks. And I'm excited for Carson. I'm disappointed for him. You know, I, I feel so bad for him. Um, you know, in my opinion, 
he doesn't need an NFL MVP trophy. He is an MVP in my mind. Yeah, He's I a agree. class act, plays with passion, love to watch him play, makes unbelievable throws under duress. You know, he, he makes the kind of throws like Big Ben made early in his career. I don't care how many people are hanging off my body. I'm completing this. No, he's been unbelievable to watch. It's been one of those special years, Joe. And I know you've seen a lot of them and have been a part of a lot of them. But, you know, for Eagle fans who are still waiting for the first Super Bowl win, I mean, this was a special. No one expected. Well, I had them 11-5 and five in the beginning of the year when we did our predictions, and I got ripped unmercifully. Yeah, Kreskin over here. I said they'd start 8-1, and one, and I was right, right. And people were killing me. And now, I was you, like, don't hey. want to be, you don't want them to be 12-4. and four. No, and when they when they went, when they got to yeah. uh, ten and one or eight and one, people were saying they were going to run the table. That, that, <laughs> see, that's that's my point about talk show hosts and fans. When things are bad, they want it to be really bad. When things are good, it's like, oh, now they're never going to lose another game. You know, right. so that's the way it works. Well, here's here's the other here's the other side of it, Tony. You think about is, and this is what Doug has to consider. You win this week, you're what? Twelve and two. Twelve and two. Twelve and two. You're twelve and two with two to play. You clinch, you, you clinch somehow either this week or next week. You clinch home field. You clinch of the bye. What do you do in the last week? Because you're going to get two weeks off anyway. And, and this is where it really gets dicey mm-hmm. when you secure that with a game or two to go. How much do you play your starters? How much do you try and protect them? They're going to have a lot of time off. You don't want to get stale because the rhythm is all smoking for you. Um, and I, I, you know, I just think that I think that group of guys, you can see that it's a group of guys that really enjoy playing with one mm-hmm. another. Absolutely. And there's, they're just, you know, it's one guy making a play, another guy making a play, you know, I, and, and the celebrations. I mean, I love the fact that the NFL is allowed celebrations. Again, I thought Minnesota's been very creative. The Eagles have been very creative. The Redskins haven't been because they just haven't been in the end zone enough to, exactly. to celebrate anything. Even the Fun Bunch guys well, want to come back and celebrate. When you were when you were playing, you had the Fun Bunch down there in D.C. We had seven of seven of the guys. Uh, and, and they were defensive backs, wide receivers, linebackers. Everybody was a part of it. You I'm know, glad. It's it's fun. It's fun to see the NFL. The NFL needs something that says fun. You know who didn't have and a lot it, of fun watching that, Joe? You know you know who didn't have a lot of fun watching the Fun Bunch? The Philadelphia Eagles fans. That's who had a lot of fun watching yeah, the Fun Bunch. <laughs> I love the Fun Bunch. That was I, great I, stuff. It was great stuff. I didn't care. Neither, neither did the Dallas Cowboys either, I can tell you that. One last thing, Joe. You but mentioned you know if the Eagles clinch and then they have that last game, they had the Cowboys on New Year's Eve here, Joe. So do you think in any way, shape, or form, if the Cowboys need that game to make the playoffs, Doug Peterson's going to mail it in? Not necessarily mail it in, but just play no, backup, no, no. guys. They won't mail it in, but... They will mail it in, and he, he might look at it this way and say, look, I need to get Nick as much work as I can going into the playoffs. I think that's, you know, if Carson was there, he'd probably sit him for a half. But I think in the case with Nick, Nick's going to wind up playing three games going down the stretch, mm-hmm. and then he's got the playoffs coming up. And you want to get him as much game time as you possibly can. So I don't think that that's not a game where you sit, you know, maybe you Depending upon the score, what the game looks like, maybe you set him in the third quarter. But you know, you're you're down to two quarterbacks, so you you know it's you're a little bit rolling the dice. But I think you have to get him as much work as you can. No, I agree. But as far as resting guys, you cannot rest the offensive line because they already have too many guys injured, and you don't want to put him back there behind the third string guys to get killed in time for the playoffs with the only standing quarterback being Nate Sudfeld at the point and throwing him into the fire. Well, the other thing too is 
the good thing is, is your secondary is pretty deep and your defensive line is really deep. I mean, you, you know, if you, you know, it's not a question of resting guys on the defensive line as much as keeping the rotation so that they can, you know, stay fresh, stay involved, you know, get used to getting banged around. So you don't forget those things when the playoffs roll around. Joe Theismann, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What's people, that? Are, people are commenting about this fantastic knowledge that uh, we are spewing tonight. What's here. Joe? He's, uh, he's one of the all-time greats. <laughs> exactly. It's Joe Theismann. Does anybody else ever call you Joe Theismann or just me, Joe? I call you. I call him Theismann. Just you. Well, Luis does every now and then, but just you, Tom. I, I started mean, that whole thing. You know, it's, it's yeah, you did. I, you know, no, you know who told me the story? You know who told me the story, right? The internet and you changed my name, right? <laughs> no, you know who told me the story? The late, great Beano Cook when we were all at ESPN okay. back in the 90s. Beano Cook told me That's the story right. because he was the sports information director at Pitt, Beano Cook was. Mm-hmm. And so he told the yep. Heisman story about how Notre Dame, when Joe was at Notre Dame, that the Notre Dame... Uh, PR department there, your Roger, athletic director, Roger Valdesari. Roger Valdesari. Roger Valdesari yeah, said, "Listen, we got Joe Theismann. We got Joe Theismann here, our quarterback uh-huh. at Notre Dame. And well, how about a, a campaign for Theismann for Heisman? But they didn't want to put these, so they they changed it to Theismann, which rhymed with Heisman. Is that not the accurate story, Joe? Correct. Roger Roger told me how I pronounced my last name. I called my grandmother." <laughs> um, and I, I did. I called my grandmother. I said, Granny, they want to change our name from Theisman to Theisman. And she says, Bell, I tell you this. The correct pronunciation is Theisman. And Theisman is closer even than what we have now. So it's okay. So I got my the blessing of the matriarch of our family, my grandmother. And so henceforth, a brand was created 40 like plus it. years ago. Well, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of words, a lot of last names that... Um, that I read because of my speaking Dutch and German, that I read it and, and then I find out that it's pronounced here in the United States a different way. I'm like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> so your name would have yeah. been one of those where if I had heard Thiesman, I would have said, oh, it's actually supposed to be Theisman. Thank you. See, another, another one. I yeah. appreciate that. There you go. Well, so smart Robin, you know, there's a lot of smart Robins out there, Joe. You know that. <laughs> Of course they are. You're right. <laughs> Everybody needs a Robin. Exactly. Except Batman. A lot of the movies, he's not there. I don't know why. The, the movies did better without Robin in them. I'll tell you that well, right you're now. right about that, unfortunately, yes. Joe, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. Have a great uh, holiday season. Merry Christmas, and thanks for coming on again. It's good to talk to you, man. I appreciate it, Tony. Same, thanks to everybody there, too. Thank you so much. And to all the Eagle fans. Good luck. It's going to be a great Christmas. Are we going to see and you in Minnesota, Joe? Better New Year. Are you going to be in Minnesota for the Super yeah. Bowl? I'll see I'll you be there. In Minnesota. I'll be on, I finally I'll be get the radio you. on Wednesday morning. We will be there. We're going to, we're there all the time. This is my 29th Super Bowl, Joe. We're heading to Minnesota, baby. Oh man, it's great. Let me see. I well, it's got to be a few more than that for me because <laughs> I, I I made up my mind that I wasn't going to I I wasn't going to go to a Super Bowl until I played in one. And then uh, been that one ever since. So, you know, if you do the math, we're talking 52 from 17. It's a lot of years. Yes, it is, Joe. And has it grown? My gosh. But you look—you still mean, look the same. I—I I look battered and broken and, and 
beaten down, and you always look great, man. Yeah, but you got a money sweater on that. Oh, I do have a money sweater on that. <laughs> that's, funny. Well, that's, that, that's, that, that's that tough business you're in, Tone. I mean, Jay. you know, the abuse you take in that business, I'm surprised, you know, it, you look as good as you do, to be honest yeah, with thank you. you not, not being here in the uh, Michael and David wine cellar, you are not getting to partake of Tony's fantastic Christmaca sweater. It is a half Christmas, really? half Hanukkah. What? Uh, one of the, it's, it's like a fake sweater that has... It's, it's got it's, a tie, and it's like a sweater that, you know, a, a, a sweater vest. Or okay. A button-down okay. sweater. You guys, you guys, you know my Twitter account, at Theisman7. Pop it on there. Let we me are. take a look. You're going to see it. People are watching us on Facebook Live, and they're seeing it, but we're going to put it on the Twitter. I can't stop looking tweet at it. it to you. It's a great <laughs> shirt. And it's topped off with a fantastic <laughs> pimp Santa hat. And then hat. I have a pimp leopard Santa hat on top, Joe, because that's the way I roll the holiday season. You have to. Exactly. Because that's the way you roll it. That's the way, that's, you know, that's the way Santa used to dress. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> when they weren't throwing snowballs at him at Franklin Field exactly, in the 1960s, that's Joe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, go back. I'll tell you, take you back to the 80s when, uh, you know, our the guy that used to dress up, quote, as our mascot, Chief. I remember after a, a Christmas game, last, last game of the season, Chief comes in, he's got his arm in a sling after we play the Eagles in Philadelphia. And I said, Chief, what happened? He says, you're not going to believe this. He said, Santa Claus threw me out of the stands, and I broke my arm in Philadelphia. And I thought, now that's one tough place to play. <laughs> I still think they should have kept. I still think they should have kept the bench in, in the uh, in the bowels of the stadium. There should be one there at the link. You mean a jail? Just for old times' sake. They don't yeah, need a jail. Why not? No, we don't need that. We changed here in the city. Why not? It, yeah, yeah, we the changed. City of brotherly love. <laughs> Tell that to us, guys. Tell it to us guys that have come in and played in the city of brotherly love. Hey, listen, before Wentz's ACL got ripped up, you could have came down here and did anything you want, Joe. We were the merriest bunch of people you've ever seen, all right? Now everything's back to normal, though, Joe. Exactly. Hey, Joe, again, happy holidays, buddy. Merry Christmas. We'll see you in Minnesota. You got it. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. There he is, the great Joe Theismann. The greatest Joe. See, not a lot of people know that Theismann story. I mean, the people who have listened to me on national radio over the years know it. You told you told me before we were at a party and you said it to me. And Bino Cook is the guy who uh, told me the whole story. And I'm ever so- since that time, when Bino said it at ESPN, like in 1992, I always called Joe Theismann, Joe Theismann. Yeah. And, and just like his grandmother said, the world was wrong by calling him Theismann to begin with. It should have been Theismann. Exactly. Yeah. So when he when he got the kettle mom, which is uh, what they actually the real name of kettle one vodka. How do they pronounce it in, in, in Holland, Robin? Gatelmom. Exactly. I get ready to speak, and then that comes out, and it throws me off. Oh, the, the jingle bells? Yeah, I get ready to talk, and every time I turn my head. Jingle. You guys have the little b- jingle yeah, balls in there. So, so I'm ballless tonight. Now, when while we were on the phone with Joe Thiesman, yes, because I'm going to call him by, his, by, by the given name, the phone lines have been lighting up. Blowing right? up? Blowing up. So... Why don't we hit a couple phone calls? We're already we're already due for break, but why don't we go the one or two before we go to break, and then we'll come back. So okay, because go I can't see the phone lines. Well, That's okay. It, uh, the one we're going to, I believe, is we're sticking to NFL right now. Yes, right? we're going to be. And sti- then when we come back, we have a couple um, that are uh, basketball. I have, uh, you know, Michael from from Montana. He wants to talk a little a little Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Larry from Port Richmond's the call. He's probably on the line trying to thank us from last week. Uh, oh, we I know Jim, what Jim, he's calling. Jim about. from Sheltonham has a classic Christmas clip. So, you know, we'll get the gym in the second half hour. But for now, 
Uh, let's go to Joe from Pittsburgh, who, who's a Cowboys fan, who wants to talk about. He wants to give Carson Wentz perspective. All right, go All right, right ahead. I know I don't know how much you're worried about this, but I'm we'll, not worried about anything. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, one Cowboys thing I've never done. Just, one thing I've never done is I never get ex- I never get happy when another team star player gets hurt. No, and it happens a lot when these stupid fans just want to. And I'm a fan as well, but I never root for fans other teams players to get hurt. But you said it. That's what it, it's a stupid fan. Yeah, that's, and we see we saw that on Sunday night. People like laughing because Carson Wentz is hurt, and, and not laughing, but. Yeah, that one national idiot who came out and said something who had no business doing anything. Exactly, that kind of stuff. Mr. Irrelevant, I got you. Anyway, we got Joe from Pittsburgh on the line. Joe, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, guys, I want to give you my perspective as a Cowboys fan from the Carson Wentz injury. Okay. And let me first say this. Carson Wentz, he's a great young kid, uh, probably going to be, you know, Super Bowl champion in the future, multiple Pro Bowls. However, when the word came in on Monday that he had a torn ACL and he's going to be out the year, I can honestly say there was some joy, not because of Carson Wentz and being injured, but towards the fans of the Eagles that and most likely they will not be getting their first Super Bowl. And here's why. If you guys remember back in 1997 in the old vet stadium, Michael Irvin was laying I on was the there. field. Actually, his last play, play. I was there too. His last play in the NFL. I saw some of the most despicable, vile behavior I've ever seen with people. Possibly this guy paralyzed at the time. No one knew. They looked like it. I mean, went off the field on a stretcher. You know, strapped up, and it kind of crossed the line as a. Cowboys fan Absolutely it did. But here's where here's where you're wrong. You're condemning the majority of the fans there, and it wasn't the majority of the fans. Most of the fans there were 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 shocked. They weren't booing or booing and happy that Michael Irvin was hurt. And that's that's another one of those those urban legends that people run as they booed where they were happy that Michael Irvin was laying on the field paralyzed at Veterans Stadium. That's not true. Because even even Michael says that that was Exactly. Wasn't true. Michael's a good friend of mine. I've talked to him a million times since then. I've talked to him a million times. He knows not everyone was cheering his injury. So you're you, saying you that must, because you of that you're cheering the Carson you Wentz injury because of that? No, you must have had better seats than me because I was up in the old six, seven hundred level where it was almost a festus uh, situation. Now, I live in Pittsburgh. I've been to Steeler games. They don't like the Cowboys either. But honestly, I can say they're, the percentage of fan base in Philadelphia is like that more than anywhere I've ever seen. Not everyone, not yourself, not anybody probably right now that I'm talking to. But in that instance, it crossed the line. And, you know, just my final comment before I go. My dream scenario as a Cowboys fan, now that Aaron Rodgers is to come back and I realize the Cowboys most likely, most likely will not get in the playoffs. Well, if they win their last Aaron three Rogers games, they will. The table. Okay, run the table, win the first round game, and go into Link Stadium and beat the Eagles and give them one and out. That's what, as a Cowboys fan, we want to give the Eagles fan no Super Bowls. As much as you want a Super Bowl, you thought you had it this year, it's not coming. 
That's all I got. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you. But I, I don't thank get you. that kind I, of idiotic uh, analogy or trying well, to compare. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he specifically said it's not about the injury that he's cheering. He's cheering that the Eagles. That he hates the fans? Right. That the Eagles aren't going to be able to get a uh, Super Bowl. So why, do, why, do the, why does he. I don't hate the Cowboy fans in Dallas who root for their team to win Super Bowls. Right. I don't root. I don't hate Dallas Cowboy players, many of whom are good friends of mine, especially from the Dynasty team, including Troy Aikman and Michaels. You name all the players Darryl on Johnson that team. and all those guys. All yeah, those you know. guys. They're all friends. I rooted against them because they were the best team, and I wanted to see them lose, and we always root against the Cowboys in Philly. But as far as cheering on injuries and then, and then being that. happy for fan bases continuing to lose, it's like the Cubs when they won the World Series. Did I was I did I want to keep them want, want to see them keep losing? No, it was like when the Red Sox finally won. I actually felt good for the fan base that they won. It was like when the Houston Astros won the World Series. I felt bad. I felt good for a long-suffering fan base. Cowboy fans. This is why if he wants to talk about Eagle fans, Cowboy fans, especially most importantly and specifically the Cowboy dirtbag fans who infest cities like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and all of these other places when they couldn't pick Dallas out on a map. They couldn't. You could give them a detailed map of the state of Texas, and these jackholes, these strapezoid douchebags, couldn't pick Dallas on a map, okay? They don't know jack shit about the Dallas Cowboys. They're just pathetic, front-running frauds who've won two playoff games since 1996, the dynasty of Dallas. Two frickin' playoff wins since 1996. So you can hate the fans all you want. You can hate the Eagles all you want. One thing about you, Joe, in Pittsburgh, and all of the assholes here in Philadelphia, and the cockroaches that come and go when the light comes on, when Dallas is playing well, the cockroaches come out from under the refrigerator and their filthy, scummy apartments living with mom in the basement. As mom keeps them down there and locks the door, they still out get out. These dirtbags, these roaches still get out and start yapping. That's why I want the Cowboys to lose. I want them to lose so that they can go away, so that their fans can go with their rapist running back and go enjoy Mexico this offseason. To go out with that, I, I, I should call him. He was not a rapist. No, a a man who has mistreated women. And a man who's been suspended for six games for mistreating women. He's in Mexico. All these stinking cowboys. That's why I don't want the Dow. I don't want the Eagles to I don't want that Eagles Dallas game to not matter on the, on New Year's Eve. I want the night I want 2018 to come in on that next morning, on that Monday morning, because New Year's Eve is on a Sunday night, is it not? Yep. Yes, it is. New Year's Eve at 12, p- at 12 p.m. New Year's night after the Eagles demolish oh, the stinking Dallas Cowboys again and extinguish their season so that all these roaches in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Boston and anywhere else where they have no connection to Dallas, they're not from Dallas. If you lived in Dallas and moved there, I'll cut you some slack. But if you're not from there, you know who you're. You know who I'm what talking if, about. What if your parents were from Dallas and they raised you to be a Dallas Cowboy fan? I'll cut you some slack there. Okay. But I guarantee you that guy Joe. That guy Joe has never even stepped foot in the state of Texas. See, the problem is this: is that this is what the problem with Joe's phone call is, is that as a Cowboys fan, 
whether he, again, he's in Pittsburgh, whatever the hell, however the hell he became a Cowboys fan, he's a Cowboys fan. For him to say he doesn't want the Eagles to win because he's a Cowboys fan, that's fine, I'll give you that. But to give up the same old argument about a few dozen drunk idiots at the vet on one particular night who said some things to make it a blanket statement about the Philadelphia fan base and the fans that are there. They just talk about a few dozen idiots that were drunk in one place at one time. It happens at every stadium across the country every single week, Tony. And the fact of the matter is, all they do is just point out the same thing that happened 20 freaking years ago and another thing that happened 100 years ago with Santa Claus. Give it a freaking rest, okay? Give it a rest. When, you're, when your boy, who was laying on the ground, Michael Irvin himself has come out and doesn't blame the Eagles fan base at all. Give it a rest. I know, but the guy was trying to couch his, I felt bad for Carson Wentz, but I don't feel bad for the fans. You know, that's a fan comment. I get it. But when you're a Cowboy fan, again, let me quantify who I'm talking about. If you're a Cowboy fan who has no connection in any way, family-wise, any otherwise, other than you were sitting at home as a little boy waxing it before coconut oil was even popular, when you were just getting dad's Vaseline, and you were taking it into your bedroom back in the 90s and waxing your carrot nightly to the Dallas Cowboys. And I was on national ESPN radio giving this same impassioned commentary to the nation outside of Dallas. I have been consistent in my views on these people because they can criticize Eagle fans who have been waiting for a long time, since 1960 to be exact, when Dallas was still a damn podunk cow town in the middle of Texas. But what was the reason he gave? It wasn't for the fact that he didn't want us to win a Super Bowl because we're Philadelphia. He, wanted us, he didn't want us to win because... He wants we, the fans because, to suffer. Because, because, we, because we said some bad things about Mike. Because Not we. Because a couple dozen idiots drunk out of their minds in a 700 level said some bad things about Michael Irvin on the ground 20 freaking years ago. Stop. Give it a rest. I've given the impassioned plea here. The give it a rest thing doesn't work. Give it a rest, man. Just I'm not it. giving it a rest. This is what I live for. This is who I've been for decades. And this is who I will always be. Can I make a suggestion? What? Can I give you some more wine and we go to break? Absolutely. All right, awesome. Let's do that. Am again. I not right in what I said to that guy? Sure as hell ain't wrong. I'll tell you that right now. You can root against the Eagle fans. You can call them names. Hey, Tony, if you can be you can be a Cowboys fan, you can sit there and say, I don't want them to win because, hey, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I never want them to win a Super Bowl. I hope you guys lose. And I hope we come in here and kick your ass on New Year's Eve. Great. You have every right to say that. You want to be a fan? You want to And this is why I don't play fantasy. This is why guys like Luigi. What are you talking about? This is why people like Luigi can't understand. See on what you say. Can't understand the depth from where I come. They can't understand this in here because they have their allegiances spread out. So because they can play Dak Prescott and they can have uh, Zeke Ezekiel Elliott and 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 put their faith and and cheer on those guys. To, for their own personal wealth, for their own personal gain. I could never do that. You know why? Because I'm a real fan of real sports. Not the one with Brian Gumble on HBO, but of real sports, of my team, my town. That's the difference. Anybody who can cheer for players on the Dallas Cowboy because they have them on their stinking fantasy team is not a legit National Football League fan. You follow me now, Luigi? You following me? He is. And you know what I just did? Yeah. What? 
I, well, I was a little bit late because I was working <laughs> on it. <laughs> but I just yeah. made a special Bruno rant in progress button so that it comes up live on Facebook. That's a good job out of you, Robin. Like, news, like yes. Reuters top news. Yep. That's a good Reuters. job out of you. Thank you. CNN Thank you is reporting. Much. They probably got all the details wrong, though, of my rant. I just love how he goes into a rant and turns and looks at me and gets pissed off at me for playing fantasy. What did I do to you, man? Like, I just what? want you to understand the depth of where I'm coming so, from. Tony, I know your hate. You don't have to explain It's not a name. hatred. It's just an understanding of people who will criticize someone I... when they have no basis to criticize. Right, but I can't take you seriously wearing that hat nor that yes, shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so all your credibility, hey, all right? <laughs> look, who's, look who's talking, Mr. Tinkerbell. I'm wearing that hat because I'm contractually obligated uh, uh, to do so. Contractually right? obligated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're taking a break. Bah, and when humbug. we come back... We I'm coming back with one of, of my favorite Christmas classics. So for those of you who are not familiar, we go on a five-minute break. You will hear some lovely music. And everyone on a hold, please stay on hold because yes. we will get to your phone calls in a second. Yes, we, we will. We will get to your phone calls, and it is just enough time for you to go pee, grab a drink, snack, and come back. Exactly. We're coming right back. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Show starts in five minutes. And now, on with the show. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica, wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. I spent Shavuos, Shavuos. in East St. Louis. In Louis. A charming spot, but clearly not. Now, these one? are the holiday songs you don't hear on the radio stations that play 24 hours of Christmas music for a month and a half. Like I said, man, the, the, the very well-known Dominic the Christmas Donkey's got nothing. Yes. On Peppino, the Italian Christmas mouse. Well, we got some Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey. And for all of my Jewish friends, I got to play my favorite song, too, tonight. Which one? Well, it's Hanukkah, but I have to play. Robin doesn't like this song. I think it's brilliant. What? And this, it's not, it's not, no, this is obviously a tribute to is, all of our Jewish friends in Santa, Santa Monica. This is fantastic. Give me a little taste here. I'll give you the homeless cooking. I'm spending Hanukkah. <laughs> in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea. <laughs> I spent Shavuos in East St. Louis. A charming spot, but clearly not the spot for me. Ooh. That poor, that's coming from a 750 milliliter bottle. No, that's a 1500, isn't it? That's a Magnum, baby. Oh, baby. Not Magnum PI. Hell no. That's the. Michael and David, seven deadly zin. Magnum, baby. One and a half liters. One and a half liters. A pure if you're bliss. scoring at home. And if you are, it's a lot of liquid. <laughs> or as, uh, as Donovan McNabb said, that's a squirter bottle. Right there, baby. <laughs> it's a squirter. <laughs> Looks like a squirter to me. It was all over the... Robin, where's your glass? Now, do you have... Uh, no, Luigi, I, you didn't I, finish Luigi's off like your first one? I, I, was, I was drinking some of the Pinot from earlier. Okay. So, so Luigi's... It, We've trained him well. You do not mix. Exactly no, right. I would never. Come on, man. You, you finish first. Exactly right. And make sure well, if you're the guy, too. you don't finish first. Though. Hey, you don't want to do that. Just, just like I said in Road to Providence, this isn't. This is. This is just like Chinese dinner. It's not over until both these get your cookies. All exactly right? right. So here. So we're having the Michael and David Seven Deadlies, which we just opened oh, up. Got a little weight on that, man. You know what I'm saying? Damn right. You notice how easy I lifted that baby up, and I've already oh, poured two oh, glasses oh, out of that sucker. Let's see if I've learned. Hey, look at That's you. Good. See. You. 
You're training you. me so well. You got a gift. You got a gift. You got a gift, my friend. <laughs> you got a gift. Oh, it's been up. a while. It's been a while since the Seven Deadly Zen has entered the house, man. Oh, oh. man, this is good stuff. Usually we're sampling. We, we do a lot of the earthquake. And then for a while, we were hitting the freak show up. We were doing a little bit of Petit Petit. Which is always good. The circus, circus is fantastic, but we haven't had a seven, seven deadly zen. Nah, Robin and I had one Sunday night. We took yeah. the big bottle and we went to Mr. Martino's. Oh, you finally went there. We went there. How fantastic is Mr. Martino's? Phenomenal, phenomenal little place. So I went there. We shut the place down. We did. We Jan- brought the big bottle of seven deadlies and three of us polished January that January twenty first last year, first date time. I went there. And it was freaking incredible, man. I, it's Mr. Martino comes out. He's talking to me by my name. He's like, oh, I've been waiting for you. And blah, his blah, wife blah. is in the back. His cooking. wife's in the back. I offered to help. She was a little bit. He's like, it's going to take a little while for the food. So you guys, I hope you brought a couple bottles with you. And we, and we did. I said, if she needs a hand, let me know. I'll go back to help her out. <laughs> but I love the place, man. It's got a lot of character. Yeah, it's a tiny. It used to be an old hardware store Look, when I grew man, up in this neighborhood. Forget forget the food, man. It's all about the, the personality. The place. No, the, the place food's is, good, is too. a ton of personality. The food's good. I love it. I'm going to have to go back there, man. We went there, and Tina Loving, our good friend from California, came by, and it's a BYOB. Yes, it is. I said, let's bring one of the big boys with us. And you brought one of the big boys. And we polished off That's right. You had some friends from out of town come in. How'd that go? It was just Tina, our good friend Tina. Jim and Tina. We'll see them next weekend, actually, I think. Correct. Beautiful. Again. You guys are going out to L.A., right? Is it L.A.? Let me check. We're not talking about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the phones in the second hour. Sorry. By the way, the song uh, Hanukkah in Santa Monica by Jim Lair, right? Not from the NewsHour guy. Not that Jim Lair from PBS NewsHour. Wasn't that the artist that did that song? I, I'm not sure. But we can go to, let's go to Michael from, uh, let's go to Montana. Yeah, let's go to Montana. Maybe, maybe he'll know. Big Sky Country. You're damn right. What's his name, Jim? No, it's uh, Michael. Michael from, in from, Montana. From Helena, Montana. Helena. Helena. Helena, Montana. One what the, the hell is going on out there tonight, uh, Mike? <laughs> Helena, Montana, was once the uh, millionaire's capital of the Amer- of the United States because of all the gold rush, exactly. and they have beautiful Victorian homes up there. Yes, they do. Know Robin knows it. She knows her Montana. I think Phil isn't. Uh, doesn't Phil? Uh, what's his name? Live up there in Helena? Phil Helmuth? No, the, the former Laker coach. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson lives in Helena, doesn't he? Mike? Uh, I think so. It's either Helena or uh, I think it's Helena. He has a big branch up there. Now, now Jeannie Buss is no longer with him now that he got fired by the Knicks and went back to Montana. Who the Helena cares? Exactly. <laughs> well, are you originally from Montana? I think, it, I think it might be Whitefish. Whitefish, Montana. What is going on tonight, uh, Mike? Uh, not a lot. Just watching a little Thunder basketball. Your OKC Thunder. Are you excited about that? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. what's-his-name is still great. Russell that Russell Westbrook guy. I remember when he left UCLA, and they said, you know what, man? He needs another year. He shouldn't leave. He shouldn't come out too early. I think he made the right decision. Him and Drew Holiday in the same, yeah, exactly. same backcourt. Exactly. Man. So you're in Oklahoma City Thunder. So yeah, most of the people you. in Montana, are they Oklahoma? That, is that your closest N, uh, NBA franchise? Uh, no. Well, I mean... Technically, since they left Seattle, um, but yeah, pretty much. But a lot of people in Seattle hate the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not because they hate the players, they just hate the owner who bolted and got the hell out of Seattle at Key Arena because uh, he didn't think it was a good enough arena. And a lot of fans do not root for the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
from what I hear. Yeah. I know. I I just wanted to get your thoughts on on uh, why they can beat the uh, Golden State Warriors by like twenty points, but they lose to the Brooklyn Nets and 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 other teams that are really. Not that great. That's because they got John now. That's because the Brooklyn Nets have loaded up with former Sixer greats. Jaleel Okafor finally playing now and being dominant as he should have been here in Philadelphia. And, of course, don't forget, Sauce is in the Brooklyn now, too. Nicky Nick Sauce. Sauce Stauskas bringing his hot sauce to Brooklyn, baby. And listen, if I may interject here, Michael, it's, it's because it's the NBA. And that's what happens. Guys guys get up for games like this. You know, Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony and these guys, it's the Golden State Warriors coming to town. It's not the Brooklyn Nets. They get up for these kind of games, yep. man. They they want that. This is this is payback for them. You know, you think Russell for, forgets about the the Western Conference uh, playoffs last year? Absolutely not, man. You know, the Brooklyn Nets come. That's when you have these letdown games in the NBA, and mm-hmm. you lose to a team like the Nets, who you should smoke by fifty points. It's like the Sixers. The one game they went on the road, and they pretty much didn't show up and got blown out. Where was the game on the recent road trip? They finally won. They lost four in a row. It was one game where they went in, and they were smoked from Jump Street. And we're awful the entire I game. Don't, I don't even remember. Remember the game? I don't remember which one it was now. It was I a can, team they should have beat. I can look back. Like right now, like right now, Indiana's Indiana's up three on Oklahoma City with about six and a half to go in the third in the third quarter. And, and Russell Westbrook's having a horrible time shooting the ball, but he's he, he's flirting with a triple double as it is right now. He's got twelve he's got twelve rebounds, nine assists, and five points. But do, do you have any fear that Oklahoma City's gonna come back and win this game? I don't. It's just you're gonna have these nights in the NBA where teams play down to competition. Are they you, playing in Brooklyn or are they playing out there? No, no, no. They're 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 in Indy. I'm sorry. No, no. They're in, are they in Indianapolis tonight? Who? You said they're playing the yeah. Brooklyn Nets. No, no, no. He was talking about how can they can beat the Golden State Warriors by 20 but lose to a team like the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, so they're not playing the Nets no, tonight. No, that's they're... just because you play down to your competition because you don't get up for a game like that. It's the Warriors are coming to town, man. You want to beat the big show. You know what I mean? You 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 want to prove to them that you know you're not going to just be a stepping stone on their way to another title. That's why. Well, they will. Well, they go out and get Paul George and, and Melo. You would think they would want to like have a better record than 500, you know? Yeah, but still, it takes time for these guys to all play together, man. And you're talking about three ball-dominant players in Paul George and, and Russell Westbrook and, and Carmelo Anthony. I mean, Tony, you've known, you know, historically, Carmelo Anthony's a guy who needs the ball in his hands. Paul mm-hmm. George, superstar in his own right, and Russell Westbrook is the offense all alone. Because so Oklahoma the, City's doing what they think you have to do now in the NBA. Get the big three. You have to have three superstars. And Carmelo did nothing in the year. I mean, he had a lot of great games, but they didn't win anything. And so you think if you add Carmelo... Paul George with Russell Westbrook, uh, who lost Kevin Durant, you're thinking, oh, you know, they're going to be good. We'll see. And they should be good, and they will be good. But everybody can't be the best team. They'll make the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens. Carmelo Anthony is one of the great scorers in in, in the NBA history. Uh, You know, it's just he can just flat out shoot the basketball. I, I think them adding Paul George was enough. I think them adding Carmelo Anthony was overkill. I think it takes away from the big three. I, I think it, it's too it's too many basketballs to go around. That's just that's just my you know my feeling on it. But I still think Oklahoma City is going to be fine. They're they're going to be okay, and, and they're going to make a nice playoff run. I wouldn't worry about them losing to a, a team like Brooklyn and think anything of it before Christmas. It's, no, it's not good a big, teams lose to bad teams a lot yeah, all the, the time, Tony. All the time, especially in the midst cold. You go out on a road trip to Utah, you know, and you're playing and you're not playing great, and you just mail it in, and you lose. You lose to bad teams. You get up for the Golden State Warriors. You get down for Brooklyn. Oh, it was the, the Pelicans. The Pelicans just boat raced the Sixers, did they not recently? Yeah, with Cousins and them guys on the floor. Yeah, of course. But a boat race. Yeah, but if, if if I were you, Michael, I wouldn't worry too much about Oklahoma City. They'll, they'll be they'll be okay. They'll figure this out and they'll they'll, they'll get they'll get a few games above five hundred. They'll be the three or four seed in the in the uh, in the West and they'll do some damage, man. 
Plus, you're in Montana, so why Hopefully. should you really get the, all you know upset? You got to relax out there, man. You're in a really quiet, <laughs> yeah. safe environment out there. It's a beautiful, beautiful country out here. Are you anywhere near Matt Geiger and his farm of buffalo? No, he's in. That's in North Carolina. I think. No, Matt Geiger's got buffalo out in Montana. He, is it in Montana? Yeah, I thought it was Montana. down in North Carolina. Oh nah, man. Are you sure? Yes. You have any uh, livestock out there, Mike? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. There's there's buffalo, elk. There's pretty much everything. No, I'm talking about you. Do you have your own spread? Do you have your own uh, ranch out there with some horses and <laughs> antelope, with the deer and the antelope prey? No. I, Home on I the wish. range. I'm just in a in a tiny apartment. There's tiny apartments in Montana. You got a Tycone up there too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I didn't know that. Oh man. Now, Robin's been to hell. Don't you have, have relatives not, up there? Yes, I've been to Helena and back. I am very familiar with a pickle barrel up in Helena. You would. Do you know that place, Mike? Actually, that's it, or is that in Bozeman? I think the pickle barrel is in Bozeman. Uh, I think be- I'm a. Uh, uh, yeah, it's in Bozeman. Yeah, that's in Bozeman. Robin's been pickled in many of the uh, great cities of Montana. <laughs> no, the Pickle Barrel is one of the most awesome delis up, uh, but it's in Bozeman near the university. But there is a, a there's a, a traditional old ice cream store in Helena, I think, that's really cool. Is there a Steak and Shake in Helena, yeah. in Helena Montana? Steak and Shake? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> I guess the steaks are good out there, right? I have oh, yeah. never been to Montana. Oh, Neither have I. It's an yeah. outrage. I want to go there. There's a reason why it's called Big Sky Country. It is no, beautiful. it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You've never I, been to Montana? No, I've all never been to Montana. Been, been to no, Montana. I've been I've been all over the Midwest. I've been to flyover country. I've been to the Pacific Northwest, but I've never been to Helena, Montana, or any place in Montana. I'll be in Minnesota, but that's still yeah, that's still pretty it's far. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it really is. I love that. I love that part of the country. Well, Michael, thank you so much for calling in. It's always wonderful to hear from all the different states around here. Take care, buddy. Yeah, thanks, have, have, have a great holiday season. Thanks for checking in tonight. Yeah, you too. There he is, Mike in Montana. Isn't that a group? Mike no, that was Montana? Mike and the Mechanics, I no, think. No, it was Mike and the Mechanics. I don't think they lived in a one-bedroom apartment, though, in Helena, Montana. I think they had apartments in Helena, Montana. I, I didn't know either. I thought everybody had a ranch out there. It's crazy. It's a beautiful... It's it's beautiful. It's like it's like uh, <laughs> Victorian homes um, with pine pine trees all around them. It's gorgeous. I'm getting a lot of good reaction on Twitter now. At Tony Bruno Show on sure. Twitter. Follow me, at Tony Bruno Show. And, of course, if you're watching on Facebook Live, like it. And uh, subscribe to our page and share. Like you subscribe? early and share often. Okay. <laughs> People are saying uh, very cool and festive sweater. Our buddy Steve. Yep. You got both holidays covered. No one can say you're biased toward one or the other. The only thing that you don't have covered, although maybe maybe the leopard print qualifies as a Kwanzaa thing. No, well, come on, Robin. That's racist. No. Like, I, mean, I know that there's <laughs> – that shouldn't be racist. Kwanzaa doesn't start yet. Hanukkah I, is actually underway. Yes. And Christmas is quickly approaching. But, so when does Kwanzaa start? I don't Kwanzaa think Kwanzaa start? doesn't start till like the day after Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. If someone uh, knows for sure, correct me. But I believe it starts the day after Christmas. Well, but Christmas hasn't started Because the prices go down, it's lower. Of course. You got everything half price. That's smart. Whoever thought a Kwanzaa was a genius? Why you got to buy all this crap a week before and pay top dollar? Wait until but December 26th, you go in and get it for half price. Where else you been, Tone? I've been everywhere. Every damn right. I've been everywhere. I just love his damn song. Our, our good friend uh, Jill Thompson 
posting a meme on this sweater that I'm wearing. It's actually not a sweater. It's like a it's a really nice thin shirt. Yes, it's nice. It man. looks like a sweater. It's, is that you know, a Gildan? It's what no. It? You know what it a is? A Gildan? Is it, no. You know those guys that wear like the tuxedo shirts? Yeah. It's a. It looks like a tuxedo and it's just printed on it a says, T-shirt. It says I want to be formal, but I'm here to party too. <laughs> it's yeah. like something Mr. Rogers would wear. No, Mr. Rogers would actually have the real sweater. No, but this is a shirt and tie, right? Right. Right. And then it's got the sweater. You know, the argot, whatever they call these sweaters, a the button-down Cardigan. sweater. The it's cardigan, yeah. Cardigan. It's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Can I play a little cardigans tonight? Maybe, uh... Get it right, Tony. A cardigan. Cardigan. But it's a button-down cardigan. It's right. not a pullover V-neck. Right. And so it's got the tie, the green tie, with Santa and, of course, some, uh... Stars, stars of David. Star of David. And then one side of it is all... They got dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Made out of... They're not even made out of clay, though. And menorahs. Mm-hmm. And, um... And then the other side's got all kinds of Christmas stuff. Gingerbread house and bells and... Santa. You know, pretty much everything that you it's could cardigans. possibly need. That's not one of the good the songs, The only huh? thing that it doesn't do is it doesn't twinkle. The cardigan... No, no it but, doesn't. There's but no Tony lights. will tinkle. Like, will t- like the guy in the uh, Christmas dinner where he has the Raiders uh, shirt on and the wife says, turn it off. You ever see that one? They run it like a hundred times oh, yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the Raiders. The Christmas yeah. dinner and the guy's got a Raiders jersey on and the family's Kansas City Chief fans and the chick says, turn it off. It's special. I don't have lights on this one. Though. That's no. the only thing that's missing. I may no. have to put some lights in it after the show tonight. You, you, you can get lit. Get lit. You, yeah. you get lit while wearing it though. That you can do. If this thing got lit, I would be really woke. Let me <laughs> tell you that right now. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, let's go back to the phone. I actually have that drop now. You do have meanwhile in yes, there? Yes, listen. Meanwhile. I found, yeah, that's I found, I found it, man. I even now, got I even got your uh, your ex, your extended. Let's go to Oh, I have that one in here too. Now, I I I'm going to go very quickly. Um, we are going to one person, and we're going to make him keep it short just so that he can give his very, very exciting update. Nick Falls can't keep it short. He, right. he worked. He, uh, we all worked himself. on it. He begged. He pleaded. And uh, it actually happened. And Mr. Larry from Port Richmond is here to tell us all about it. What's going on, Larry? How are you, buddy? Uh-oh. Did no, he fall he's, asleep? No, he's there. Larry? Larry? Larry. He fell asleep. Well, we'll come back to him. What? All right, we'll go back. I'll put Larry back on. Did I hear breathing? Maybe we were talking about tinkling, and then he had to go take a tinkle. I'll go back. I'll go back to. Let's let's get off Larry now. Joe from Pittsburgh has is back, but he has a rebuttal. I don't know. There's no rebuttals on the show. What the hell you think this is? But I'll tell you what. Let's go to Jim from Sheltonham, and then we got James Dolan, uh, who's who's a Saints fan. Uh, who has something he wants to talk about? So he had like a Vafangul update or something. Oh, I love the Vafangul update. Absolutely. Updates. Let's go to Jim to help yeah, us get good. back in the in the Christmas spirit. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There's the breathing we all know. All right, him. there he is. Jim, how are you, pal? Tony. Yes. How you doing, Tony? Did we? Don't leave that guy from Pittsburgh on again. No, I'm not putting him back again. on. I gave him more than enough time, and I had an app, and I had to give him the proper response. You're right. Well, today, you know, there's 12 days before Christmas now, Tony. That's right. It is the 12, 12 days before. It's December 13th and all through the house. What's the first day of Christmas, Robin? What did my true love give to me? Uh, yeah, partridge in a... No, pit. it's not. The, no, yeah. that's the fifth day. Uh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave no, to me... No, maybe it is a partridge in a pear tree. Partridge. Yeah, that's a partridge. One partridge in a pear tree. Oh, it's the five golden rings yes. that they always expound. Yes. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, 
I have one. <laughs> there you go. I'll play the rant later. <laughs> uh, Tony? Yes, Jim. Uh, we have a, I found a special Tony and Bruno Christmas clip. You found a Christmas clip? Is it, NS, uh, yeah. is it NSFW? No. This is when you were um, at 97.5 with Harry Mays. Oh, that's, it's a Tony Bruno Harry Mays throwback clip. And you had a special guest in uh, special guest in the studio. Oh wow! Oh, I think the Eagles I know who pet band. Oh, let's go to the tape. Okay, here it is, the archivist Jim busting it out. All right, go and do that damn song. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas time is here. Time for toys and time for cheer. Here we go. We've been good, but we can last. Hurry Christmas, hurry fast. I want a plane that loops the loop. Me, I want a hula hoop. We can hardly stand away. Please, Christmas, don't be late. Thank you, Tony Romo. Wow. Yeah. Fight song. Give me a little fight song on the way The 11 o'clock hour brought to you by Harris Philadelphia. Yes, indeed. You can get the best constant Philly period. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to Guys, what are we oh. doing tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we're doing in heaven. There is no beer. That's why we're drinking oh, here. Oh, not yet. <laughs> that's why we drink. It. You know this song, huh? Yeah. Harry. Harry. You almost call him Harry. Love the Eagles, Pep. Get out. There you go, Tony. And there's Harry. By the way, I have breaking Harry May's news. No. Yes. He put it on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. He has now officially been, he and Aaron Rodgers have now been medically cleared to return to regularly scheduled action, yo. Wow. Yes, Harry Mays cleared. He's now able to get up and walk. Is this just in time for perhaps that he can come to the Christmas Triple Eve show? We should call him. Ooh, that's right. We should call Harry. Yeah, we should call him. Hey, Harry. He's probably watching Temple Villanova basketball action. Breaking it down like no one else can. Exactly. Harry's actually got a pretty good voice. No, Harry's a good singer. I suck. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I've been I've been practicing, man. You've been practicing. I've been practicing. Can you believe that after all this time and all the singing that we've done, Luigi has yet to sing? No, man. I'm getting Never, my, I'm getting the bass. He's soft, man. He's I'm soft. Dreaming <laughs> of a while. <laughs> You're not doing the falsetto thing. You, you can't be part of the show without Just the By the way, now I'm getting reports now from our buddy John Shot, who's out there on the West Coast. I'm shot. 
Well, we're all shot. Shot, 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 shot wait, for wait. tots. Okay, we're going to say goodbye to Jim so that we don't have to have him on the show okay. and right. hold yeah, him yeah, exactly. like we normally do. I'm sorry, do. Jim. By the way, Jim, Jim's I'll... still there. Jim, <laughs> are we going to see you next week for the big Christmas uh, Tony Triple Claws uh, dealio? Triple Claws. No, I, w- I won't be there, no, unfortunately. I'll be, I'll be out. Oh, it's a Friday I'm night. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I hate to do it but to you. I hate to do it. It's the only one of the show. I know. I only gave him a half of one. All right. I can finish. Yes, Jim. <laughs> who, what's wrong with all these people giving up on the Eagles season? It's called front-runner bandwagon fans who uh, a lot of them not even used to this kind of a run. You know, again, I'm not blaming people for being too young or too old. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, this has been an unbelievable season. And, you know, it was a, it was a kick in the stomach on Sunday night. Yeah. No doubt about it. Everybody knows that. Not just to the Eagles, but to the NFL. You know, not just for the Eagles fans who've been waiting forever. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not Nick Foles can go in there, doesn't have to light it up, doesn't have to put the world, set the world on fire. Just go out there, play good football, beat the Giants. You should beat the Giants. Your favorite. They're favored by a uh, touchdown. They should be. They're, they're in New York. They're they're a, they're a, a completely actually much... it opened at nine and a half. So there's some giant money coming in. They're a far better team than New York. No doubt about it. But you know, but you know, mistakes. Offensive line. You saw what happened in, in, uh, in the thing that really worried me in California, uh, Jim, was, you know, Samalo came in. So they had two guys on the left side of the offensive line who are both really not starting uh, left side, either left tackle or left guard. When Wisniewski when, when went out, that was a huge loss. No, that was a big loss. It was a huge loss. So now they have two guys having a hard time blocking on the one side. And the fact that Wentz got hit a lot was because they had two guys who couldn't block. Let's be real. And then Lane Johnson had a couple of bad penalties, too, that night. Let's be real, though. I mean, what, you, you know what they have to do is you get, the, you get the quarterback coming in. Foles doesn't have to throw it 50 times a game. You commit to the run a little bit more. You bring in guys to help chip on the, on the left side. Because, again, you know, Nicky Rodan, Nicky Statue, you know, he doesn't move like Carson does. You can't expect Nobody moves to. like Carson does. I'm just saying that. Except you, maybe Russell, Westbrook, it, uh, Russell Wilson up there at it can It can be done. Uh, all I'm saying is that is that the the confidence of a winning Super Bowl has dissipated with Carson Wentz's injury. Can they still get there? Absolutely. If he, if the road to Minnesota goes to Philadelphia, of course they can still get there. Tonight. Again, if they beat the Giants, they will clinch at least one home game, this two seed. The only way they clinch the number one overall seed is to win two of their last three games, which is totally doable. Yeah, totally doable. Or Minnesota loses one of the games, and that can happen as well. Not to not to Cincinnati. Not get, the Bengals. They can just win two games because they have the tiebreaker now. Eagles have the tiebreaker exactly because right Minnesota lost. All right, Jim. Good stuff, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Well, buddy. I think that, not to give up on them. I understand the fans, but some of these broadcasters are giving giving up on them. So that's that doesn't make any sense. It makes to their me. phones ring, Jim. That's what it's all about. It's buddy. about making the phones ring. It's called clickbait. I know. I know. Okay. Have a great week, guys. You too. See you, Jim. By the way, congratulations to Brent Seller. You saw Brent Selleck's wife had a baby today. And Mazel Tov. Oh, wow. Brent Selleck, not Susie, of course. That's his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. But his uh, wife that he's been with now for a couple of years gave birth. Guess what his son's name is, Robin. I'm going to give you a guess. Not Carson, no. <laughs> not Brent. Not, uh, what's his brother's name out there? The uh, the other Selleck uh, guy. Uh, there's another Selleck, you know, in the NFL. He's a tight end. Not a tight end. He's in, uh, his brother plays for who? Selleck? Brent Selleck. Does he play for the Rams? I forget which team he put. Brent Selleck, just like Jason Kelsey's brother, obviously, is the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Brent Selleck's brother. I think he's on the 49ers. That's where it is. 
He plays for the 49ers. Oh, it's Garrett Selleck. Garrett Selleck. There's he's a tight end for the Niners. I'm an idiot. Right. He's a, he's a tight idiot. end as well. I'm an idiot. So Garrett, Garrett Selleck is Brent Selleck's brother, tight end in San Francisco. <laughs> Not Tom Selleck. <laughs> no. Jason Kelsey's brother, of course, is the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs when Jason Kelsey's the Eagles center before people questioning what the hell am I talking about. But what is Brent Selleck's son's name, Robin? I'll give you 700 guesses, but because we're short on time, I'll give you I'll one. Give you one. Uh, Tom. Not Tom, no. I like Tom. Tom Selleck. Well, who doesn't? He still looks good <laughs> with the stash, though. Not uh, John. Not John Selleck. I, Can you I give me a letter? Not Susie Selleck. Can you give me a letter? I wonder if it was a girl if he would name it Susie. You ain't got the balls. <laughs> no, no, you're right. <laughs> now, give me a letter. Just give me a first oh. letter. Oh. Oh. Omar Selleck. Not Omar, Omar. Selleck. <laughs> Omar Sharif. He was, you know, yeah, that was, no, hold on, hold on. Oh, You'll uh, never get it. Odin? No. I don't know. O- I just, I Otto. Otto? Otto Selleck, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, what are you going to give a baby a bump bump the bump? Who's the famous Otto? Otto, the bus driver from The Simpsons? I can't think of any famous Otto, Otto. the bus driver. Otto Preminger was a great actor. Yeah. Otto Graham. Otto Graham, quarterback, great. Like, it's old school name. So it maybe, is an old school so name. So maybe it's a Selleck family it's name. It's got to be somebody. My boy Otto family. from The Simpsons, the school bus driver. My name is Otto. I like to get Blato. <laughs> that's what he wow, says. Wow, that's man. great Otto knowledge, right? <laughs> that's what but he But our says. good friend Sean Kruger Not on Freddy Twitter. Kruger. Not Freddy. Says, what's next? Orville Ajayi, Mildred Cox, Ethel Blunt, Miller Jenkins, whatever happened to name your kid Mike? Here are a few famous See, Robin, I was giving him a funny tweet, and you wouldn't even let me finish it. Beatrice Wentz. Ethel Blunt, Millard, Mildred, Orville. These are great names. Now, you have relatives who have your dad's middle name is what? Ethel Cox. My dad's middle name is Beverly. Beverly. No, excuse me. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. Excuse me. My dad's middle name is Delbert. My grandfather's name was Beverly. Delbert. 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 Yeah, Delbert. He's... Delbert. D-E-L-B-E-R-T. Not yeah. Dilbert, the, ca- the comic strip. Reginald, his full name is Reginald Delbert Maloney. Wow. Yeah, Damn. No, that was a tough name to that grow sucks. up with. That sucks. <laughs> no, no it's, nothing's worse. Nothing's worse than being named Luigi uh, and your no. brother being named Mario. Yeah. So like, we gave you the famous autos now, right? Right. Here's the famous autos. So Otto, Otto Frank. Frank. Otto, Otto Frank. Frank. Yeah, he was a... Was that Anne Frank's father? Um, yes. Couldn't see him anyway, didn't uh, I? Oh, <laughs> no, Anne Frank wasn't blind. You're I thinking know, of the wrong can. person. I know. I'm just mad with you. There was Otto Wood. He was a drummer. Otto Porter, a basketball player. I, Otto Porter plays for the for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, yep. he's 24. Um, Otto Kilcher, who was a reality star. have no idea. Cool. Otto Graham. Well, we was, mentioned Otto Graham. Otto Preminger is much more famous than any of these Oh, plans. here's one. Otto von Bismarck. He was a politician. Never heard of him. He was back in the 1800s, so that might have been yeah. why. But I do know Von Bismarck. I mean, you've heard that name. Yes. Otto, yeah, but he usually doesn't go by Otto. He Didn't goes, he get sunk once? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is a fantastic name. It's a DJ. His name is Otto Nose. Not Bo Otto Nose. Not Bo Nose, no. <laughs> you know, by the way, we, only... have a, we have a rumor right now. A rumor? John P. Shot. I hate rumors and innuendos. He says, can you check your source to check to see if the Phillies are pursuing Grenke, meaning Zach Grenke? No. Well, you know, the baseball winter meetings are going on. I don't know. Would you be Grenke? happy with Zach Grenke? Hell yeah, I'm happy with Zach Grenke. Absolutely, Paying him man. a gazillion Number dollars? Number one front-end starter? Absolutely, I'm good with Zach Grenke. All right, well, that's, that's what we're hearing tonight. 
from some so people down there. Keep talking. Keep talking. That's out down in Lake Buena Vista, which is where Disney is. Yes. Not Boca Vista. No. Where Jerry Seinfeld's grandparents, I mean, his parents live. But speaking of that, did you see what the super agent uh, Scott Boros said today? No. no. Down at the baseball winter meeting. Speaking in of super agents, you know who was here? Who? The other super agent. Personal friend of yours. He is? Yes. I just saw him tweeting something about uh, being here for talking in front of the Philadelphia entrepreneur something or something something. No. Yeah. Lee Steinberg's in Lee, town? Yes. Did not know that. We should text him. Yeah, now is, text now him. is Lee going um, to have his, his, his yearly Super Bowl party in Minnesota? Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure he does. He always does. It's about damn time. And if you're nice, we might even get you an invite. So, so agents leave me at home during these parties. I'll go find my own freaking party. So agents, agent Scott Boros, down at the baseball winter meetings in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, where of course uh, the new owner of the Miami Marlins didn't attend. Uh, was rather be at the Miami Dolphins Monday night game than at the baseball winter meetings. After he gave away half of his team, he figured my work here is done. So the Miami he called the Miami Marlins. He ripped him, and he said, "Quote: We've seen one of our major league jewelry stores." Become a pawn shop. That's what he said about the Miami Marlins. Really? We've seen one of our major league jewelry stores become a pawn shop. Well, they traded Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees. Well, thank you, Jeter. They traded uh, Marcelo Zuna to the Cardinals. Their left fielder. D. Gordon is gone. They traded him. And then they released Edison Volquez because they still owe him $13 million and they're trying to bring him back for less money. Well, I would have done that too. But again, this is why you spend over a billion dollars to buy a team to gut it. Anybody can do it. They should have hired Sam Hinkie. Sam would have did it for free. Sam Hinkie would have done it for nothing, and they exactly. would be putting banners up. All you would have, you just go in there, you utter these words, and everyone buys in. You ready? Trust the process, yeah. Miami. That's it. Just trust the process. And everyone goes, okay, no problem. He's got a 14-year plan. Let's do it. And the worst part is, is the people in Miami, the baseball fans there, they don't even care. Remember, this no is a team cares. that won a World Series and then gutted their roster. They won another one. They won another World Series and gutted their roster. and tra- Because they got a beautiful new stadium, but nobody still goes. There's always, oh, it rained every day. So they needed a dome stadium. They built this beautiful stadium. It rains in the way they close the roof, and they play baseball. The now, roof. what reason the would you roof. go, if you're a fan of Miami, would you buy tickets to go see the Miami Absolutely Marlins? Absolutely not, Tony. It was fan appreciation. There was 14 people in the freaking entire stadium. Nine of them were on the field. It's ridiculous. A joke. We want to give love to all of our people that are joining us live on Facebook Live. Um, and the conversation is long and lustrous. Um, but I want to call out a couple of people. Cole McLaughlin um, joined us and said, Otto reminds me of the Carlin bit. I would love my name to be Otto. Then I could spell it both forwards and backwards and it would be the same. Exactly. You know what that's called, right? What are they called? Automatopoeia? No. What? No. Palindrome? Palindrome. It's palindrome. Okay. You know what else is That's a, a group Robin likes, too. I think Palindrome. Yeah, I think they're open at the TLA this week. No, no. What's the name of the group you like that's similar to Palindrome? ABBA. No. These young... This, what, this, are, what two things are not alike? <laughs> a group of well, singers that you like that I never heard of oh, until this pen- year. Pentatonix. Pentatonic. That's not a palindrome at all. I know. I'm just thinking of names ABBA, that nobody however, uses. ABBA, however, is. ABBA is, like, so, so dumb. Right. You guys are making fun of me. Um... <sighs> Now I totally... Oh, you know what else is a palindrome that I just found out? Which I think is totally hysterical. There was a t-shirt with a cat inside a taco, and it said Taco Cat. Spell it backwards. It's the same thing. Taco Cat. Forwards and backwards is Taco Cat. I don't want any tacos, but you know what I can go for? I can go for a nice beignet. So I'm going to go down to New Orleans and get the James Dolan. Let's go down to New Orleans. Let's go down there right now. 
down to French Quarter. Go down there and get some t- etouffee, some crawfish, crawfish, some beignets. What's my boy's name down there? The late great chef down there, the Cajun chef, the Cajun, the Cajun cook. Not Paul Prudhomme. Who's the other guy that used to have the TV show? Bam. No, that's oh. Amaral Lagasse. Well, didn't he have one there too? Yeah, but no, exactly. I have a picture in Amaral's Justin restaurant. Justin Wilson, Justin man. Wilson. A little gumbo, a little bit of wine for the stew. Yeah, right there. For me. That's real good, right there, yeah. right there. Get your gumbo going. Yeah. Who's on the line in New Orleans? James Dolan on the line. Hey, James. Now you know you knew Justin Wilson, right? Not personally, probably. Hey, but. this is James Dolan. I'm not in New Orleans. I'm in I'm in uh, Victoria, Texas. I called a couple weeks ago. That's right. He wants to talk about New Orleans Saints. Oh, you're a Saints I, fan. The way in it Texas. was written up here. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that's all right. That's all right. I just didn't know if you guys had heard about that uh, that lawsuit that a Saints fan filed. Yes. He was a season ticket holder, and he's he's suing the team uh, because of the players uh, kneeling for the national anthem. Said he it ruined the experience for him. Yeah, he said that was the and, opening uh, day when the entire team kneeled. He's a season ticket fan holder, and he said he did not go to another game. But you know what he's suing for? His $8,000 back for his season tickets. Okay. That's fair. And they'll That's probably fair. give it to him. It's fair. Yeah. He, he, just, he didn't go to a game after the opener, and he wants his money back. Now, I don't know what the logistics are legally for that, but hey. Great cash, homie. I think that's a fair, that's a fair request, Look, actually. I don't know. That seems like a silly reason to be suing the team to me. I, I mean, uh, couldn't you just say I didn't go to any more games because your team sucks? Or you know, well, they, they don't <laughs> suck. That's the thing. They started off poorly and they're playing great. And no, like- but I'm just saying, you know, if you're a fan of another team, you know, like say you're a Browns fan, say, yeah, oh, the team sucks this year, so you you should give me my money back. Yeah, but they're not going to do that because that can happen any year. This was something special that doesn't normally happen, and there's all sorts of stuff regarding this. And the fact that he can say it ruined my experience, um, specifically because of this action that was not even sanctioned by the team. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he could. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, uh, but I I don't know what's going to happen. But he didn't go to any other games. It's like if you don't want to go to, if you buy tickets to uh, a play, you can sell them. Maybe why didn't he sell them on the uh, on the secondary market? Exactly. I mean, he could have done that. But if he if he did it right after the opener and went to the team and said, "Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't approve of this. I, I stand against it. Whatever you want to say, the players have their rights. I have my rights. I don't want to go to games where my team is kneeling because I find it offensive. I would like a refund for the rest of the season." Uh, I don't know when he filed the suit. I saw the story yesterday. If he did it immediately, then I would see the Saints saying, "Okay, well, just give us the ticket backs." I don't know if they're sold out as far as season tickets are concerned. And then they would probably give him his money back. But if, if he waited till the end of the year and says, I want my money back, I don't know what the, uh, what the precedence is. Well, we have the, the great Vincent Gambini from New York. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and the defense <laughs> rests, basically. Exactly. By the way, speaking of uh, that movie, hey, you see Marissa Tomei is like 57 years old now. Yeah, I know, man. Have you seen her, Marissa Tomei? She looks good, right? Yeah, she looks yeah. great. 57. She really fifty seven? Yeah, man. Damn. Dude. She won an Academy Award. That meanwhile, one. meanwhile. 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 But, yes. Uh, I have a a, a Fangul update. Oh, we have a Fangul update. Nice. It's appropriate for Hanukkah yeah. and the Christmas uh, and holiday you know, season. <laughs> when I was listening, I was listening last week, and you guys played that Fangul song. Yes. Right. 
have you guys have you guys ever seen the movie My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin? Are you kidding me? It's yes. my life story. I tip everybody. That's my philosophy. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Anyway, uh, 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 me when I met my wife about twenty years ago, and this was one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you remember the part in the movie. Uh, where he goes to the pet store, James, I and he's movie. telling uh, Joan Cusack's character that he couldn't bring his dog uh, with him when they relocated him out to San Diego. And she asked him what the dog's name was, and he said Fungul. Yeah. See, I don't remember yeah, that particular so line. Is that the name of the dog? Yeah, his name, his name was Fungul. Beautiful. He said the dog's name was Fungul. I didn't know what Fungul meant at the time. Uh, I really still don't know what it means, but uh, I thought it was a funny word, so I had started calling my wife Fungul oh. as a joke. Wow. We, now, we, have, we actually have audio from his wife now that she figured out what it meant. Oh, well, <laughs> we still don't know exactly what it means, but I just call her Ghoul for short. That's cute. Between you two, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a cute yeah. little thing you guys have between you two, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. So can you give me a definition of the word? Well, you can just Google it. Tony, I'll let you do this. I don't want it's, it's, no, to. No, I will do it. Go ahead, Robin. The fangul is short for the full uh, sentence, va fer un culo, which means go F yourself. In the... Anus. Anus. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So that is what because it what technically means. the actual right. literal translation is vafa in culo vafa in culo. But when you say it quickly, it's vafa in culo. Vafa in culo. But I mean vafa in culo means go do it in the no go f yourself in the no. Ad. But that's not what it actually literal translation vafa, which means go do in culo. Right. So in so go do it. In the it, basically, in your in your own butt, <laughs> right? Which only very few people do. So even do. though I, I have this, uh, uh, like John Holmes, nasty, probably uh, nickname for her. Uh, today is my birthday, and uh, she bought me a skydiving trip that I'm gonna do Saturday. Wow, Beautiful. that um, is so awesome. If you I, named I, her, yeah, I would double check the parachute because uh, uh, sweet <laughs> yeah, old ghoul yeah. might, so <laughs> might take offense to some of these things. If you guys don't hear from me again, I'm dead. Well, from that from that height, I'm sure someone will hear from me. Now, I saw you you tweeted that you'd like the sweater though. Is that, that you wanted one of these for your for Christmas? Exactly. Isn't it an epic sweater? Can that can that shirt work for Festivus too? It could work for any occasion. And actually, I just saw a picture of it it's that Robin great, took during the break. Shirt, it actually looks like a real sweater Beautiful. over a shirt. It does. I Doesn't know. it? It it's looks like ridiculous. No, it looks like there's a real sweater over a real shirt underneath with a tie. And the collar. I mean, that's a quality item there, Clark. I have two questions. Yes. One, where did you get it? And two, I told you, why didn't you give me one? Boss <laughs> Well, it's... we would have gotten more of them because originally we thought that they were on one of those like special holiday Yeah, it said, it said $9.99. No. $9.99? Are you out of your mind? We'll get several. And then we found out that that was incorrect. It, the $9.99 was the, were the T-shirts on the other side of the rack. And these were actually still, uh, what, what were they, 29 or I forget. Like 20-something bucks. 20-something dollars. Which is still a good deal. Which is still a great because deal. Because they're not the real heavy sweaters. Not a good enough deal to buy several. No. I ain't that rich. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Exactly right. <laughs> but if you want right, one, well, I can get uh, you, I can you, get you one, and, uh, maybe. You, you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Festivus, and hopefully I'll talk to you later if I don't die skydiving. All right, well, be safe and out there and be you, careful. Buddy. And double-check the parachute. Merry Christmas, James. Thank you, James. <laughs> happy right, birthday. 
And happy birthday, yes. Yeah, mazel tov, bro. Zach. <laughs> now we got Larry back. Larry's back. He has a. We, we have to. We have to let him do this quick update because this is very we exciting have to. for him. Yes, we do. He worked for it very, very hard. He campaigned for months. So. Is it a final? Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Yes. Yes, there is. Can you hear me now this time? Absolutely. I believe the phones have been great tonight. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, well, uh, they're finally in. My son texted me this morning and told me the good news. Yeah, they finished second with the voting, so they're definitely in. And everybody from the Bruno Nation who voted for them, I appreciate it. And I'm happy to pig and shit. Yeah. And how come you're not drinking Mogan David at Tonicker? I never drink Mogan David. What's the other one? It's the, uh, yeah, the I don't know. I would. It's not a religious Manischewitz. thing. Manischewitz. It's yes. not a religious it, thing. You probably. I'll, I'll drink. I don't drink Kadeem grape juice either. It just looks you know? funny on my table. Yeah. Isn't it Kadeem grape juice? Yeah. Well, Kadeem, whatever the hell it is. I condemn it. I want real wine. Nakedeem. I'm not drinking grape juice. If I want Welch's grape juice, I'll buy Welch's grape juice. Not Kadeem Harrison. No, exactly. But Larry, I you know that it's the Tony Bruno fans uh, on your behalf that made this happen. Exactly right. The Moody Blues oh, I know it. are That's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Begging these, these fans because they're strong and they they know good music when they hear it. And uh, Luigi was the only I, the I, only so malcontent. That they're in. Larry Luigi was the only holdout malcontent who tried to keep the Moody Blues down, and it didn't work. People saw through well, it. What? To each their own. To each their own. Hey, I'm in recovery. I don't have, I don't hold grudges anymore. You're That's a right. trigger. Exactly. So I believe him. Yeah. I don't have to worry about. I don't know why, but holding I do. grudges. Good for you, Larry. But, but I wasn't though, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he refuse to play any Moody Blues songs last week? I didn't refuse. I just asked why. No, you you kind of refused at first, and then we made. Yeah, it's. Sorry, I got him a nice Christmas present. I got him an inflatable date, so I'll go drop it off. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round, yes. Clark. Well, Larry. Yeah, Meg, so he needs a. I might need it, Larry. I might need yes. it, bud. I have to. I have to take pictures, but I have all of your Christmas gifts. They are up and they look fantastic. So I need to take pictures of them. Yeah, they're really great. Very great. Thank they're beautiful. They're all beautiful. We have Good. them all I'm up. Glad you like them. We have them all up. Yeah. Good. I hope there was enough. Oh. Are you kidding, <laughs> Larry? For God's sakes, you like brought two bags. Yeah, of course full. I'm kidding. I didn't get craps. So yeah, really it was sarcasm. It's brilliant. Wow, he's feisty tonight. You're fading okay. in and out. I hear you. Okay, Larry, so, thanks. Blues. Well, I, we had to keep this one short because we still have other stuff to get to. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you for letting me get in there. Okay. <laughs> no problem. We'll yeah, see. We're going to see you next week. I hope to see you at the 22nd. All okay. right, that's next Friday. Awesome, Larry. There he is, Larry, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, thank you. He's showing you the, the power of the podcast. He said the Moody Blues needed to be in there number two, and they were. They got into the rock and roll. Let's not stand on ceremony here. All right, let's take it easy, okay? They got in. Like 17 people get in the Hall of Fame. I can't believe that the Christmas Triple Eve show is next week already. Next Friday. So we're not going to do a show Wednesday, right? No, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're doing a show to lead into it. you got to hype it up, man. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. 
I got my. I got. We got. No, I, I had it all shit. planned. Show on Wednesday. I got Funkin' Fantasy Thursday. No. Going right into the Christmas special on Hell Friday. No. That's too much. We can do it. Actually, I think we should, Tony, because we are leading into it, and we need to hype it, hype it up. up. We got to talk about our spot. We record. We're going to be able to talk about nothing, yo. Yes, we do, yo. Hype. We're all about the hype, it's all bro. About not the great white hype. Ridiculous. You know Riddles what? made his way down to the basement for the first time tonight. Riddle. You know what? You know what? He's uh, looking at the cat on the wine poster. Yeah. That's what he's looking at. <laughs> what are you drinking? It's actually a, It's not even wine. It's an absinthe poster. Oh. There's a black cat drinking out of a glass of absinthe on the wall. Did you see that poster? Speaking it's of black cats, uh, you know, drinking things, drinking absinthe and things they shouldn't be drinking. Let's go to Florida for a Florida update. Robbie, you got anything tonight? Yes, I do. Oh, you do? Let me give you the sounder then. Down I gave it to Robin twice and she's now like pointing at me. That's what she said, Tom. Welcome you to the sunshine. Dateline, Hillsborough County, Florida. You know where that is, don't you? No. Actually, I don't. Where is it? where Tampa is, is Hillsborough that, County. That's where Dean's, so, Dean's down there, right? I think he, Dean's in Hernando County. Though. Okay. No. I think Dean might have been sitting at the booth with James Stedman, age 45, who was at the Steak and Shake this last Saturday night. And where? In um, Hillsborough County? It's Hillsborough County. Oh, it says uh, East Fowler Avenue in Tampa. Beautiful. Well, James Stedman, I think, might have been from Philadelphia, Tony. Why? Because while at said Steak and Shake, he stood up, unzipped his pants, and began urinating on the floor right there next to his table. I think he might have been from Philly, and you know why? Why? Because here in Philadelphia, they have these bars with the urinal troughs right there. I mean, like, you don't even have to get up. At the bar. Moonshine still has theirs I intact. know. I told Robin about it the first time she came I to Philly, and I showed her. Not all bars. The old school right. bars still have them right underneath the main bar. You just go right it there. It looks like a trough, and it has and drains in it. And a lot of times, they used to put ice in there. Yep. Back in the right. day. And the ice was to, I don't know, so that... that it, because, because guys used to go in for lunch breaks yep. back in the day when everybody was working their butts off in a factory. And so they'd run in, get a beer, have a sandwich. And they didn't want then, to have to get up to And go they would pee. just urinate right into the trough and right just, underneath the bar. And it would go into the drain and the ice like they have in urinals now in some bars. You know, they put ice cubes in there so that they, especially in the summer... So the right, flies because, don't come in. It doesn't well, get too it, hot. Excuse me hot, while I whip yeah, this out. Exactly. The hotter it is, the more it smells. So if you can keep it cool, then it's going to not smell as much. Well, James Stedman uh, obviously made a mistake. He was not at one such bar <laughs> and um, was arrested for indecent exposure. But he says that uh, deputies say that approximately 30 cus- customers witnessed the incident. And there wasn't a trough in the Steak and Shake, because I've no, been in many no, no. of them. No trough in Steak and Shake. It is not appropriate behavior anywhere except for in the olden days. Even here in Philadelphia, they do not use such troughs anymore. It is just there for reminiscence sake. Exactly. Or if you really do have to go and there's no bathroom and there's we, a long line. We've talked to, uh, because the 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 original... Um, Chickies and Pete's in the Northeast has a trough. That's, yeah, the first, that's the place I first saw it. And I, seriously, I thought Tony was joking. I no. did not believe that that's really what it was. I was like, no, I mean, this is that's like for an easy... Like if somebody spills their drink, that's an easy way to watch. No, nope. no, no, nope. It's actually nope. a urinal trough. Just let it go, baby. And which now totally makes sense as to why it was inappropriate... For women to go into bars, because it there was, was a women's there was a woman's entrance on the back door, 
so to speak. For the seedy women <laughs> to go through. No, not for the seedy women. Women were not allowed to go into the front door of the bar. Men were. If women wanted to come in, there was a side. There's still a bar on the Roosevelt Boulevard that still has the women's entrance there. Yes. Just to, to show people that there was a woman's entrance. Which one is this? It's the one right on the boulevard on the right side where Sears used to be. I'm sorry. By like Adams sure the Boulevard the, right around there? Yeah, exactly. And it's on the right-hand side, and it still has... And there are a lot of bars that still have left their door. It's obviously no women's entrance anymore, but they've left the sign up to show people that that's how it used to be back in the day. Ridiculous, man. I By the it. way, Temple, your number one Villanova basketball men's hoop team beating Temple tonight in the Big Five, 87 to 67, to win the Big Five championship. Now, Doug McGregor. At the Leah Cora Center, by the way. Doug McGregor, when you come on Friday, uh, next Friday to Moonshine for the Tony Bruno Christmas Triple Eve show, we will show you said trough because it is there. It's um, in the bar. He, it's he, in the bar. I mean, it's not, I mean, you can, anybody can see it. It's yes. right there. Women can use it too if they need to, you know, because it's, it's, it's actually easier that's for them. That's just raunchy I think. as hell, though, man. Yeah. You can't no, just no, like no. the yeah, you, out and go. You, they have these little things that for like when you're camping, so that women can stand up I and get, pee. I, if I see a woman, I had the tranny in the studio yesterday. <laughs> Speaking of women standing no, up, no, these are like these handy dandy. I know what I've seen. I've seen what they are. Yeah, I don't want to see that. But it covers up your hoo ha while you're going pee, it's just standing disgusting. up. I've never tried one. Just I go to the goddamn bathroom, please. We're we, we're living in society. We're human beings. Just no. go to the bathroom. I want to try one of those. I don't have one. I want to find one. I want to try it and see if it really works. I think Harry May as well reacted to this guy at the Steak and Shake. <laughs> I am pissed off. And exactly. pissed on, too, Seriously. accidentally, probably. Because, like, you you don't experience Maybe the guy it. was a squirter. Maybe. You don't experience this because I, women are nasty. <laughs> I've experienced that. They hover over it or they pee all over the seat. And then if you don't pay attention and you need to sit down... You sit on a wet seat. It's That's because there's like 37 of you in there at the same time with one person having to pee. No. It's because women don't clean up after themselves if they've made a mess. Dirty, dirty broads. It is. So standing up is actually not a bad idea. But I don't know about whipping it out in front of everybody. By the way, I have breaking news from the uh, high-speed uh, harassment lines. What do you got? I mean, every day, somebody else. You heard about Russell Simmons, right? Russell Simmons has now been accused. I, I did not hear about Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons has been accused. Multiple, multiple, multiple reports. But that's not the latest. That was a couple of weeks ago, but now women are coming forward. The latest one affects PBS. Well, the last person standing at PBS turned the lights off that Charlie Rose forgot to turn off the last time he did an <laughs> interview in that uh, blackened studio before he was run out of there. Tavis Smiley. Who? T you don't, Tavis Smiley. You, you tell me like I'm supposed to know who this is. Who's this? Who is you this? should know who Tavis Smiley is. I don't know who it is. Longtime PBS guy, African-American gentleman, has now been also removed from PBS. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, well-known guy. Okay, can I just ask a question? Yes. Seriously. What is it about men that they, they really don't get it? Now, here's a... This is actually goes to a prime example. Um... You were going to do an update tonight about from uh, Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp, who he made a statement today, right? Well, he went on a radio show right. in Miami, and he pretty much said that the charges against him, the accusations that he bought sex toys for women, right. the whole NFL Network story that everybody's heard about now, where a couple of the people there have been suspended, Marshall Falk, even Donna McNabb, who doesn't work there anymore, was a part of this uh, trying to hit on the female wardrobe person who right. worked there. 
And now that woman has come forward. She doesn't work there anymore, but she's named numerous people, including people like Donovan McNabb, who worked there well, at the time. Well, she has... She's uh, filed a lawsuit. Video and photographs. She has that video. She has text, text messages and... and, and, and uh, no, she has a video of somebody... Well, she should know that number yeah. five will always love her. Exactly I, right. And will always But love my her. point... So, so Warren Sepp came out and... On an interview, he said... He, he said... I'm going to read you the quote, though, before you get into that. One of the charges was that he actually urinated in front of this woman, this Cantor woman, who I didn't know. I'd never met her at the NFL Network. Not Enos Cantor. Not Enos Cantor. Jamie Cantor. Right. Jamie Cantor, allegedly, she claims that Warren because Sapp... At, at the time, her office was inside one of the large restrooms right. for... Yeah. So Sapp... Uh, he was fired, of course, from the NFL Network in 2015 when he ch- was charged with soliciting a prostitute at the Super Bowl. He was working for the NFL Network, and so they fired him then. Oh, he, oh, oh. Yes. He allegedly urinated in front of stylist Jamie Cantor, according to the amended lawsuit that's been filed, and everybody can read it all over the oh, Internet. Yeah. He also alleged he gave sans- he also allegedly gave Cantor sex toys as Christmas gifts three years in a row, showed her pictures of women he had relations with, and openly talked about sex, his sex life in front of her, according to Cantor. Now, he says to Andy Slater on WINZ, a sports talk station in Miami, quote, I'm still trying to figure out where the, where the sexual harassment's at. Sapp didn't dispute that there was an incident with Cantor in the restroom. I did walk in the bathroom, but I did not urinate in front of her. Sapp said he was in a hurry to use the bathroom during a commercial break, Cantor said in the lawsuit that she was forced to work in the restroom at times for her 10 years at the NFL Network, which ended last year. Quote, I didn't pee in front of my wife when I was married to her for nine years, Sapp said. It's just not something you do. What's it all about? It's not cute. It's not sexual. It's not something you want to see. Last time, uh, last time I checked, if you ate some asparagus, it might stink. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but that's his quote. <laughs> now, here's the best part. He also said the sex toys he brought in where after a general conversation, after a, a couple of makeup artists saw the devices he had in a magazine, and it wasn't about sex. He said, we're sitting around Christmas time, and everybody brought Christmas gift, a little holiday joy for everybody. So my man made a little novelty thing that looked like mascara eyeliner and different things. Little, they weren't gigantic dildos or two-headed okay. dildos or massive to- sex toys, he claims. He says they the were little... little bullets. They're, yeah, but they look like uh, lipstick. And, oh, yeah, and I we've know seen them well. those. We've had those. <laughs> he says, so a couple of the makeup artists saw the devices and said, oh, that's cool. So he brings some in. My man made a little novelty that looked like mascara, eyeliner, and different things. Little toys for the ladies that move around a little bit. I showed them pictures, and the makeup artist said, bring me some. So I brought them some for the makeup ladies. Sap didn't say whether Cantor requested the gift. But he gave her one of those as well. As for the pictures he showed Cantor of the woman that was supposedly naked, he said that the women had a bikini on and weren't fully naked. Where's the harassment at, Sapp said. I'm the ridiculous one. I'm always the bad guy. That's why I'm here today. Ain't no me too, nothing. No sexual harassment. You're not going to put that on me. So he doesn't want to be a part of the allegations that happened while he was there because he said other things happened in this Of course not. That, that are much worse. Not that I don't know if they're whether they're much worse, but here's the bottom line on this lawsuit. None of these people who have been named in the lawsuit are going to have to pay up for this. Nope. The NFL is going to have to pay to make this stuff all go away and to fix it. Actually, have Warren Sapp here from that, that, uh, that incident that happened. A few oh, months let's ago. go to the tape. What do we get for $10? 
That was basically Warren Sapp uh, soliciting the... You get it for free, though. <laughs> well, you, get you it try for free. to get it for free. That's the problem. Listen, I know Warren Sapp a little bit, and I know a lot of people who know him really well. There aren't, there's not going to be a long line of people standing in line and saying, you know, yeah, this set Warren up, man. He's such a good guy. <laughs> He's always been great with the ladies. Yeah. My point being that it is a mindset in so many men that they don't even understand what they have done wrong, so what wh- they have said. They're like, it's, it's just so part of their lexicon and their behavior that they don't even see what they are doing is wrong. Go on Twitter. There's, just, there's a sexual innuendo a second. Yeah. Absolutely. Every, 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 single, every now, single response I see, like any, anytime a woman posts something or says anything, the, the responses that come from men are so inappropriate. It's unbelievable. You don't even realize how disgusting you're being most of the time. Yes. You don't get it. Now, Not- that being said, I think that as a woman who banters, yeah, we have to take some of the onus in having sexualized a lot of stuff about our lives mm-hmm. and not be overly uh, sensitive, over, well, overly sensitive, and especially not accuse men of something. And I'm never going to say we brought on ourselves because I don't think that that's true, but that we have allowed behavior to be okay, to be part of the norm. And if we, you, you can't have it both ways. And so I think that there's a real fine line, and I'm very happy to hear and see that men are being held accountable, but I don't think it's just the men's attitudes that have to change. Well, I already explained. I explained in, in San Francisco yesterday the whole dynamic of that, having worked at Fox Sportsnet, where there are makeup women and, there are, and stylists who provide your clothing, and they're all great ladies. Mm-hmm. And you're in an environment where attractive women are you know, picking out your clothes. I had right. my own wardrobe. All the girls at and Fox tell, were and, tremendous. And there's, there's fast uh, scene changes sometimes and things like that where they're helping you change. Exactly. And- they run out and put the makeup on. And so now you got, and I'm not, I'm not justifying this behavior, I mean, I lived in L.A. alone. I was single, but I, you know, I was still married, so I had my wedding ring on while I was first moved there. So I never hit on any of these women. But I always had fun conversations with them because, you know, they're, they're sports fans. They, they don't know you. We talk back and forth. Some of them are from the East Coast. You know, they're from all over the country. And so nothing ever happened because I didn't want it to happen or try to make a move on any of these women. Now, I'm talking about the NFL Network. Now you're in that situation. You've got guys like Donovan McNabb, Marshall Falk, all these big-time athletes who were there – Remember, they're there staying in a hotel room. They're staying in a hotel room while they're in L.A., and their families are somewhere else. So they're around these women all the time. And, again, I'm not saying this is what they did. I'm just telling you the environment. The environment is, hey, you know what? I'm here. The woman's friendly. She's good-looking. Instead of going to a bar tonight and have some woman try to hit on me, and then I take her back to my room, and then she's setting me up and claiming that I raped her, I know this person. I'm here every year. They see me. They do all the other stuff. Let me just see if they're, if they're interested, right? Now, if, you, you know, if you approach me dressed like that, I would think I was going to be raped myself. I'm just going to go. Now, you here. know somebody who is always a gentleman besides you who, I mean, I've seen you. I, I, I knew you before I started dating you, Tony. I think there's no secret here for those of you <laughs> out there that, yes, Tony and I are dating. Um, but Are we still dating? Like, yeah, something like that. This thing on. Um, <laughs> but you are one of the most penultimate gentlemen. I mean, you, you like even make sure that you're walking on the correct side 
inside of me on the street. You hold doors open. Ladies, on the inside, never on the street. You're not offering right. her out, guys. But there is another Guys don't know that. You realize that? I know that. I know, but you watch all the guys who are walking on the inside and the, the never, women's on the curbside. You never show the woman to the street. You're there is somebody it. else on the line who, who maybe is not quite as gentlemanly as you. Yes, he is. But he comes close. The great. I, I had the breaking news earlier. Now to confirm it, to make it official, Harry Mays is up again and walking around. <laughs> is he frolicking? He has been medically cleared. He's out of the concussion protocol. <laughs> he and Aaron Rodgers have both received clearance, and so did uh, Zach Ertz on the same day, all cleared. For it's, a, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Tony, all I got to say, I was listening to what you were talking about with the NFL Network. I never made a move unless I knew it was going to be received positively. Exactly right. That's the way I was. I know, you know I have saying? women hit on me. Yeah. I would let them make the first move and, and show some right. interest. And then I would go back and forth and kid around a little bit. But I never said, hey, baby, you know I got my own place here in Marina Del Rey. Right. I'm a single yeah. guy. Well, my wife's out of town yeah. anyway. <laughs> and uh, what say you come by? <laughs> I'm right near Costco. I mean, I, I just, every day, <laughs> I'm right near every Costco. day you're finding new names. It's unbelievable. I mean, Charlie freaking Rose, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Tavis Smiley got nailed tonight, too. I, well, the last person at oh, PBS yeah. turned the lights out. Well, Charlie already started turning the lights out, as I said earlier, because every time you watched him at late night on PBS, he'd always be in a dark room interviewing yeah. somebody. Somebody check on the Pope. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, when the Pope gets nailed, you know it's over. No. Oh. But I, I started my physical therapy thing tonight, so uh, I'll be up and walking pretty soon. So you're not walking yet, then? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, not putting full weight on it when I'm walking. I still, you know, like, use a crutch and I'm in the boot. But, like, I'm standing up and, you know, putting weight on when I'm standing, you know, like, brushing my teeth or, you know, uh, making a drink. That kind of thing. Which is really important. You know, the but important thing. I'm not fully walking yet. Now, do you, so. are you still using, you're not using the little uh, knee wheelchair thingy? Yeah, I still use the scooter to go to work. Okay. Now, are yeah, you Yeah, because like, you remember the, the parking lot. I mean, you park like, you're, it's like a quarter mile to get to the building. Yes. So I use the scooter. So you're yeah. allowed to drive now. So then. for people who don't know, Harry Mays, my old partner, yeah, 97 five. Uh, he's playing golf. This was when? In September? September the 14th. A day that will live in infinity. Exactly. So you're out playing golf, <laughs> and you weren't, wait, you weren't like all liquored up. You weren't, on, you weren't vodka'd up. No. You were playing golf. And what hole was this on now? Totally sober on the fourth hole at Plymouth Country Club in Plymouth <gasps> Meeting. And hole number yes. four. <laughs> ironic. Or Ionic, as the former mayor of Boston ah, once said. Ionic. 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 <laughs> Mayor Menino. That's right. The great Tom Menino, the former mayor of, uh, of Boston, once said when they were honoring the Patriots, and he referred to, uh, I think it was Tom Brady. Or no, who was it? Uh, it was the Red Sox. That's what it was when the Red Sox yes, won. Yes, Tony. And he said, Ionic. 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 <laughs> Ionic. <laughs> so you fall off. So you're going down the incline. You're coming off the green. Now, did you make the putt? Uh, no, I, I, I was going down with a wedge to chip it back up onto the green. Oh, okay. And slid on the acorns. Oh, oh those damn freaking acorns, man. 
<laughs> Did you get, kill a couple of squirrels you, in the meantime there? <laughs> Did you sue the squirrels? They, they should pick up those damn acorns. They should. Or bury well, them. I, I want them to cut all the damn trees down anyway. Now, maybe this will you know, get, get the chainsaws out there. Trees oh. are over- I don't want trees on a golf course. I'm a, I'm a Lynx golf course guy. Can, yeah. you, can you sue them? No. No. <laughs> not suing my club, Robin. <laughs> how about on. if they said, hey, how about we say the yeah, next couple it. years there's no dues? And you don't have to go into the yeah, grill and spend great. $200 a month. Yeah. You know, do a little. Uh, he may that, not- would, that would be great. They can survive on my barbell. Right. <laughs> he may not sue his club, but I've heard Harry Mays curse out a few clubs. His three, his four iron, his seven exactly. iron. I've exactly. heard him curse yes. a few clubs. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I curse, I curse the three and the four out so much I don't even carry them anymore. <laughs> Damn exactly. right, man. Now, Harry, last year, exactly. uh, right around this time, you left for Christmas. You went, uh, I think you guys like traveled out for family. Are you going to be sticking around this year for Christmas, or are you gone again? I will, no, I'll be going out to Berks County on Christmas Day for a brunch, and then I'll be coming back. Because the Eagles play that night, and That's I want right. to watch the Eagles game. I'll watch the Sixers game out in Berks County. The Beautiful reason, Berks County, watch Robin. The Eagles game. That's out near Reading, Pennsylvania. The reason we are asking yes. is because there has been a lot of demand for you and Tony to uh, bring back the singing with the Stunads on our Christmas Triple E oh, show. Yeah. At the Moonshine. Now, you've been down to Moonshine, Harry. He's been down there a couple of times. Now, yeah, where is that again? The one on Moya Mensing down here in South Philly, that little corner bar spot, great food. I think you came down I've there. I've heard of it. I've never been there. Well, we're well, having the Triple Eve show next Friday night, December 22nd. Huh? It's going to be off the chains, off the charts, off the heezy. December 22nd. And we will so that, wine and dine, so you and the Lima, if you can come down and... Um, they have fantastic food. And you're going to be on Luigi's tab uh-huh. yeah. all night long. What? Okay. I can't <laughs> handle that. Ki- I can't handle that kind of weight. Actually, Luigi, actually Luigi was on the Schuylkill Expressway last week when the, when the uh, unfortunate Tito's vodka truck overturned, spilling yeah, But I was, many on, cases. I was on my way with plenty of crayon. Did, yeah, right? <laughs> did, did, he, did he and Christopher Moltisanti get a skid of vodka off of that truck? Exactly right, man. Uh, the Vipers, the Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted out, I said, first El Nino, now this. <laughs> what the hell, man? Dude, that was a lot of product. A lot of product. Because, wait, you know, Jim from Cheltenham actually called in and had a clip of you and Tony singing. Well, that was when we had the uh, Eagles pep uh-huh. band in a few years ago doing singing with the Stunats. Right. No, I'd like to do this. This is next Friday? Yes. Next Friday. It's Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. The Triple Eve show. Triple yeah. Eve. Not the Triple X. It's the Triple Eve. And Warren Sapp right. will be coming by yeah. giving out the sex toys to the women who uh, request them. And even to ones who don't. Exactly. <laughs> I, see. I, I would like to do that. Pencil me in. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Mays, you just heard it. This is breaking news. Not available anywhere else. I don't even believe the 97.5 The Fanatic Twitter person has this yet. By the way, so who does that? Is that Coach Camille still doing? Who does the the uh, 97.5 tweets? It basically, it's just every producer has it. We, we, we lost our uh, social media man, John Lamb, years ago, and he was never replaced. You can't replace John Lamb. No, he, wasn't he with Chicago one time, I believe, too? He was the lead singer of Chicago. Not Jeremy Lamb. No, that was, uh, that was what's his name? Uh, there was, the guy was Lamb, right? Who was the lead singer of Chicago? I don't know. 
What, what, the guy that shot himself? No, no. I think it was not, is it John, not John Lamb. Yeah. I think it was John Lamb. Uh, the singer uh, Robert Lamb. Robert Lamb. And it's spelled L A M M. Right, but it's still Robert Lamb. Yes. Robert Lamb. Peter Cetera was one of the lead. They also they have solo careers, too. Robert Lamb had solo career. Peter Cetera had a solo career. This is great Chicago knowledge. Huh? That's... Oh There's going to be a new show you know, that I'm going to be on. It's going to be called Chicago Knowledge. Yeah, Chicago Knowledge. We're going to do a show called <laughs> Chicago Knowledge, going with Chicago Med, Chicago Law, Chicago PD. Yeah, followed by Chicago Dumpster Chicago Fire. Fire. Chicago, Chicago Dumpster Fire. Chicago Dumpster Fire is what yeah. this is. Ridiculous, Harry. And the Chicago Transit Authority. Well, of course. That's great knowledge right there. Did you Have you followed the fact that the uh, FBI is now investigating the PPA? Oh, Tony, who can, no. I mean, of course, Chicago I Pawn. Guess. You got to have Chicago the Pawn. PPA. Chicago Pawn, yeah. No, that's Detroit Pawn, though. <laughs> Harry, the PPA <laughs> is being investigated by the FBI for, uh, what are all the charges, possibly? I mean, but I'm sure that Tony's rants have something to do with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. In fact, positive. I have declared myself a sanctuary PPA ticket ignorer. I will not send in any money. Every day I get b- bills for my tickets that I, no- that I did not get fairly, and now they're up to like $110 right. for a $26 parking ticket, and now I've amassed yeah. thousands of dollars in, in fines, get threats for booting, being booted, having my car confiscated. Let me just say this to the mayor, the Philly mayor tonight, one of Harry's favorite guys too. What's his name, the mayor of Philly? Jim Kenny. Tony, he walked right past me. Jim when Kenny? I, yes, when I, was, when I was downtown in the, the little Christmas village down there, yeah. he walked right freaking past me. Swear to God, walked right past me. He had his bodyguard behind him. I should have tripped him for Did it. He, was sorry. he there to cut a ribbon or something? What no, was no, he there he was, for? He was stealing money out of people's pockets. He was like looking for soda. So if anybody was drinking an untaxed soda from out of, uh, out of the county? I don't know, but he was moving kind of quick. Okay. So, Jim Kenny, if you're without, listening, and I know you are at City Hall. By the way, first of all, congratulations on the 300 murders in Philadelphia this year. Do you realize that? Philadelphia has hit 300 murders for the first time since 2012. So for those of you who had the over, congratulations. You're a winner. You had the over 300. You can cash it tomorrow probably because it's a long night ahead and it's cold outside. But the other thing, Harry, I will now declare myself, a since Philadelphia is a sanctuary city, I am now putting myself away from any kind of legal action. I cannot be prosecuted, booted, (laughs) or given any further tickets until the situation with the Philadelphia Parking Authority is adjudicated by by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And I believe everybody listening tonight, if you have a ticket, do not pay it because it may become null and void once this investigation takes down every single scoundrel involved with the Philadelphia Parking Authority. I actually have audio of you answering the door for someone trying to hand you one of those, those PPA tickets. Let's go to the tape. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, know, you got the PPA and yep. you got the FBI. I, always, I just prefer a BBW. Well, who does oh, every who once in a while? A POV. Especially if you're a slump buster. I mean, that's the ultimate, the, the, the great... You know, who started that whole slump buster thing with me with, back in two thousand three. No, man. it was no way before that in the nineties. <laughs> you don't know, bro. The great, the great Mark Grace of the Chicago Cubs. That's right. Because I was in Chicago <laughs> with right. him and Golick when we were there, and he told us the great slump buster <laughs> stories on ESPN about you got to mix oh, in a BBW God. to break a slump. That's how you do it, man. Damn right. <laughs> and you know, we, you know, what we used to do. What's his name? Uh, the, the guy co- in Boston, uh, uh, Wade Boggs, used to eat chicken every day. 
He's eating chicken every day. Is every that, single that day. Level? He drank a lot of beers too. Yeah, well, exactly. I think he's no Jack. He's no Jack yeah, in the back though. Jack in the back. Jack in the back. Polish off half a case in two Honestly, hours. Yes, I think he does, man. A BBW sounds way more fun than eating chicken every day. Is BBW socially yeah, acceptable now, or is that uh, sexist? Well, if you eat fried chicken every day, that's how you become a BBW. Well, yeah, if you eat chicken every day, you're going to be a BBW. Depends on what you put on the yeah. chicken, yeah. Exactly. Now, Especially that Popeye's chicken. It's good stuff, though, man. Now, did you know that we, we did not know this? We had absolutely no clue, but there is an Urban Dictionary uh, uh, translation for Jack in the Back. Jack in the Back? Mm. Yes. Jack I'm pretty sure I can probably figure it out. Jack in the back is the guy answering the phone calls in the back of the room. Yes. Jack That's Jack, Jack O'Donnell, Jack but he sits in the back room in our wine cellar. So we call so I was I think it was Jose, wasn't it? No. No, it was um Big Earl. Big Earl. Remember Big Earl? Oh yeah. You know what was Big Earl's claim? What, what what was the most thing we always remember about Big Earl, Harry? Um Refresh my memory. Michelob Ultras. Man. He drank the Michelob Ultras all the time. Remember, Michelob uh, Ultras right over at uh, the place in Jersey. Yes, the uh, at the Jug Handle. Jug Handle Inn. Exactly right. What would you handle. do without yeah. me, man? Seriously. I don't know. <laughs> Harry and I, boy, he's on medication. Are you still on medication, Harry? I'm always on medication, Tony. Yeah. Beautiful, Kettle man. One. Beautiful. Grey Goose. I, I self-medicate twenty-four-seven. But none of that. Doing uh, sports talk in this town, you have to. Have yeah. None of none of that. Exactly. Uh, none of that other stuff that you know. You with the. Uh, you're not taking any uh, Vicodin or any of those other uh, opiates and stuff. No, right? no, no. Exactly. Did, did you just watch that Temple Villanova game? I mean, if you're not, if you're a Temple fan, and you're not self-medicating after that, <laughs> you need to, bro. I, I saw Mike Vrieswick. You remember the great Mike Vrieswick? Who we used to call him Mike Vrieswick. Oh, of course. He had a great tweet after yeah, the game. Yeah, I went to college with him. Yeah, he yeah, he see, he had a great tweet after the game. He said, "Ah, Temple is just looking ahead to Drexel this weekend." <laughs> <laughs> classic look ahead Temple, game. Classic look ahead. They're looking yeah, ahead great. to Drexel. Uh, that's the Dakalakis, Dakalakis Center, wherever they're playing it. Those, those feisty dragons coming to town. <laughs> and that's a Temple legend tweeting that out tonight after Villanova, number <laughs> one of the nation. Harry, we win by twenty tonight. I need to. I'm sorry. I look to ahead to Drexel. I want to give you. <laughs> The Jack in the Back definition is not what you think. It's not about sex. No, that's what that's what the that's what what's it? Warren Sapp says it's never about sex no, either. No, it is not. It is actually a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, they say. It is a Canadian term. So it's actually technically Jack Back, but not Jack in the Back. Oh, okay. Um, which I'm sure that there's another Urban Dictionary for, but this is the top term for Jack in the Back is a party with high aspirations. But ends up being a boring sausage fest. Oh, you mean like the Sixers uh, mm-hmm. podcast when those guys get together and then masturbate yes. in front of their Sam Hinkie statue? Typically, <laughs> it says typically, a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they follow it with typically held by Canadians, and it usually ends in a fight. Dude, now, fucking hosers, so hosers. It, to be able to use it in a sentence. You put me on. Sorry. <laughs> Here, let me use it in a oh. sentence so you can okay, fully give me understand. A, give me, so can you get, put it in a sentence? Hey, bro, did you get to that party last night? Yeah, mom, but it ended up being a jackback. Dude, that's that sucks. That's yeah, the fact. I thought it'd be good, but it ended up being a boring yeah. sausage fest, and we just watched the Laker game. No, that was the f- fantasy fest that the Fanatic puts on every <laughs> summer. There. No, I'm just kidding. Her. So that's what the jackback <laughs> Seven thousand guys and two hundred girls. It's Seven thousand guys and now there were two hundred girls there. Yes. 
How about Jalen Brunson? Though, Harry? How about that Jalen Brunson? Yeah, I, I got no, I got no time for him. I can't wait till he leaves Villanova. You are you are every time I think of him, I think of his father, and in the massage parlor and Pat and the, the Patrick Ewing name that he used uh, as his alias. He's a punk. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, strong yeah. words. I got a lot of vitriol. You yes, do have a lot of vitriol. That's why I love you, man. Yeah, I got a lot of anger. I went off on the Cowboy fans again tonight. I didn't yes, wasn't did. planning on it. But a guy from Pittsburgh called pretty much saying that he was happy. That the Philadelphia Eagle fans, he didn't say he was happy Wentz was hurt, but he said because of the Michael Irvin incident at the vet all those years oh, ago, God. that uh, he's happy that the fans will not get to see a Super Bowl because of what the Eagle fans did to Michael Irvin. Oh, yeah. The Eagles fans did that. Yep, yes, they did. A couple of dozen drunk idiots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Last thing, Howard. Good Nick Foles. I saw that. I saw that guy Mark Madden tweeting. Did you see that on yes. Sunday night? I don't know Mark up in that Pittsburgh. Fat slob in Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. You just called out half the population there, man. Oh, come on, man. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't seen his private parts in years, that guy. He's a scumbag. I like it. Now, Harriet, you probably have not seen – you're probably not on Facebook, so you are not able to no. um, visually enjoy what Tony is wearing tonight, but – um, I'm going to send you a very quick photograph so that you can actually see it on your phone and comment on air. Uh-huh. So it's being sent to you right now. Somebody did what, uh, what uh, our buddy uh, Joe Corrado did the other day when he had the picture of Cam Newton. Did you see Cam Newton's get up after the Carolina game? <laughs> He's a freaking yeah, I saw that. Where he had yeah. the fez on, right? He had a fez. And then somebody yeah. put a picture. Yeah. I think it was Joe Corrado. And actually got he retweeted all over the country of uh, Muammar Gaddafi next to him wearing this pretty much the same outfit. <laughs> And now someone's done that. I have to find it again because I want to give them credit. A picture of me wearing my my half Hanukkah, uh, my half Hanukkah, half Christmas ugly sweater. And it's not even a sweater. It's just a really cool shirt that I found at Boscoff's. Says you. Boscoff's, Harry. Mm-hmm. You it's know like the great Boscoff's. It's Boscoff. a T-shirt. It's a T-shirt to make. I love the, the late, great Albie Boscoff. Absolutely. We met him. In, we met him a few years ago, Robin, and I he just passed away last year. What a great guy. Yeah. Amazing He's story. A good man. Yeah, a really great man. You can't say that very often to people that have made it big and made a lot of money. No, we usually call people scumbags and dirtbags. And uh, what else did you call uh, Brunson's dad? Friend. Uh, yes. But he's Friend. no uh, he's no Levar Ball, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a look at this picture. I think it just came through. Okay. Yeah, you need to Hold comment on, on it. You on the dial-up? Beautiful thing. Did he put us on hold? I think so. Or did he hang up? I don't know. You realize we're like an hour and 40, uh, two hours and 42 minutes into the program? Okay, here he is, the comment. The goatee is so, is awesome. It's like a, it's like pure white, man. It looks great. I'm going natural, hair. I'm going natural. Yeah. Yeah, You look good. I wish my hair was all white. It's a good look. It is a good look. It's it's like the the silver fox thing going. Exactly. Like, <laughs> who's that guy? You remember? You remember? You remember Charlie Rich, Tony? Oh yeah, absolutely. Behind closed doors. When we get when behind we closed get doors. Behind <laughs> closed doors. Well, Harry, we are. What up? Everybody's commenting. What up? Everybody is so <laughs> excited that down. you are going to be uh, part of the trip. Uh, the Bring the Lima show. down now. I'm not. I'm covered as tat. 
By the way, Howard, you see this I breaking will. news from Channel 6. Wait, we have breaking news from 6 ABC Action News. That was simultaneous right there. Are schools closing and delays in the forecast for Thursday morning? Probably, because there's going to be maybe a dusting of snow. Oh I got to find a 24-hour shop writer, Acme. Wipers up, Tony. Wipers, Wipers up, up is right. Harry, you may not make it into work tomorrow. I'd call in sick right now. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I have a studio in my house, too, though, Tony. I could do it from home. Yeah, do it from home. That's oh, what I good for <laughs> you. <laughs> I miss this, man. I miss it. Wow. The snow's already coming down in Upper Darby and Delco. Oh, no, that's just another heroin bust. I'm oh. sorry. Oh. No, it is. It's snowing in Delco tonight. No jorts out tonight, Tony. Dude. No jorts out tonight, brother. Seriously, it's, is it snowing outside? We got, a call our buddy Ken, we got to call our buddy Ken Cage out there and make sure he's safe. He's out there repoing something in Delco. Probably a 68 Dodge Dart. But no matter what, Tony, we will rebuild. Yes, we will. We will rebuild. Yes, we will. Unfreaking believable, man. Ridiculous. Friday can't right, get here fast enough. Week. Yes. All right, all right, all right. Good to talk. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together. That'd be great. Harry Mays. That was fun. And we're two hours and 44 minutes into this program. Wait a minute. It looks like we have breaking news from the Phillies at the winter meeting. It's, still, it's, it's, it's hot in Florida. Guest who has been traded from the Philadelphia Phillies. The Fanatic? Is that the only thing? That no, the Fanatic uh, is untouchable. Uh, Tommy Joseph. No. Uh, Cameron Rupp. No. Uh, not Ryan Howard. Come on, man. Uh, Cesar Hernandez. No. Uh, Mikel Franco. Boom. Oh, really? Not just him, but another guy. Oh, I guess it, well, it took me seven guests to get to him. Uh, how Sanchez. But he's a minor league guy. Oh, okay. Four. Two. Well, from who? To the Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. From Manny Machado? Yes. No, we just got Machado? Are you freaking kidding me? We got the whole Machado, baby. We Dude. got the whole Machado. Just when you thought the Phillies were just drinking coconut oil down there with uh, Gabe Kapler. Like uh, Manny freaking Machado. Like our vice president said one time, this is a big effing deal. deal, man. That's, that's an all-star right there, man. So. So there you have it. The breaking news it. tonight. We want to thank everybody. Michael Franco, by the way. Not one of Luigi's favorite guys. Not. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, sharing, loving, liking, following our shows once And if you're nice, we may do two shows next week. (laughs) And uh, we want... We're not like the, like the, uh, what do you call it? uh, uh, What's the group we like, Robin? Oh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They could do two shows in one day. Yes. I can't do two shows in one week as now. Just, as Bill just once said, that's why I won't do two shows anymore. I won't do it. I exactly. just won't, I just won't do it. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Robin. I'm sorry. We would like to please request that you visit all of the sponsors that we name on the show, uh, that you sign up for any of their um, clubs that you they're, – mm-hmm. they're all free. There's nothing to pay for. Um, Michael and David Winery, which yeah. you can reach at mdwinery.com. A great wine club. It is a fantastic wine club. Great wines. And you are also supporting an entire region because – 
Uh, Michael and David Winery, just like almost all wineries in the Napa Valley area. And this is Lodi, though. This is a little north. Right, but it's but it's in that entire area up there. They purchase grapes from all over. So you, when you purchase any kind of Northern California wines, you are supporting all of the areas that have been hit hard by the forest, uh, by the wildfires. And speaking of wildfires, we do want to give a shout out to all the people that are still like it, it's still burning. So everybody in Southern California, um, our Santa hearts, Barbara area now yeah, being hit. It's just it's just horrendous to see it all, and that their California is having to go through this again after such a short period of time. Um, so we're praying for you guys. Hopefully everybody's going to be okay. We're not going to have any loss of life, both human and non-human, and uh, very little damage to properties, if at all possible. Um, and also support uh, Joycaster, um, which is also known as Switchboard.Live. Switchboard.Live. They take our video feed that we send out. They make sure it gets onto Facebook so that everybody can enjoy this from all over the world every Wednesday yes. night. And, and they, they do Luigi, too, the Funk and Fantasy yeah. show, which was done on Tuesday night this week. A fastball. Now, but people can still ball. hear it, though. Yeah, the material, the information is all fresh and clean. It comes in. Now the um, yeah, no. the thing that most people don't know, unless you are a regular on Facebook Live, is that normally Facebook Live requires you to put in a different code every single time that you post something. But Joycaster actually bypasses that, which is awesome. By so the way, the, I'm sorry. I, 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 hate the, I, I didn't mean to cut you in on there. Yeah. I'm sorry. But on the 22nd, we're going to blow out the shots for Tots things down there at, at Moonshine. Absolutely. Oh, and you just made up, an, like, you have a new um, drink that you made up, right? Yeah, you have a new drink? I have a, I have a sponsor, Old Smokey. Old Smoky Moonshine and Whiskey. Yes, they're 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 a major proprietor down there at Moonshine. Isn't that a, wasn't there a song? Well, up on Old Smoky. There was. All covered with snow. All covered with snow. I lost my virginity, but she was a hoe. Oh oh oh. <laughs> and then anybody that was either in the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts, they sang on top of spaghetti. On top of spaghetti. Exactly right. You come down here. We're gonna do. We're, we're, I'm, I had this. The the, the charity is up over seven hundred dollars already for that supports autism and and children to chop uh, for the Christmas season. You go down there. You take a shot for tots. Uh, you can you can go right to the GoFundMe link and you can donate there. But if you come to Moonshine, all the proceeds from from the shots taken there at Moonshine are gonna go straight to the charity. So, so and your new drink is called. Oh, so uh, Old, Old Smoky has this has whiskey, and they're down in Tennessee. They have the distillery. I was down there as well. I checked it out before, but. I I, t I I challenge everyone to put away your old granddad's Jack and Coke, and I invite you to try a smoke and Coke. The smoke and Tony, I'm telling you, this salted caramel Tennessee whiskey that Old Smokey puts out, with, you mix that with Coke, and you are in euphoria, my friend. It is unsmoking Coke. Huh? Smoke and Coke. Is that a great name? Yeah, I like knew a that? couple of women who like to do that every Saturday. <laughs> of course, I mean, hey. Two yeah. chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it takes, bump. You party? Smoke and Coke. Let me try one. Is that Joe Corrado coming down? Yeah, absolutely. Shh. I'll believe it when I see it. Tony Tello says, where were the shots for Todd's plugs last, uh, last Luigi? I, I don't know what that means. I plugged them last week. Yeah, no, last where, week. Where, and, uh, where can, other than Moonshine and being right there, if they're doing shots, you can do shots for Tots anywhere. You can right? do shots for Tots anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be challenging people the last, the last week of, uh, of, of the holiday season. Uh, just like the, the, the bucket challenge where you dump the water over your head, I challenge you to take a shot and donate to, to your favorite, to, well, donate to the GoFundMe page, which will go to raising money for CHOP 
and for autism awareness. And where can they find that GoFundMe page? It will be, I, I will post a link. Okay? I have to post a link. Okay. Because I don't have the link handy. I have to get the link and post it. Gotcha. Give me a second. I want to thank Joe Theismann also for coming on the show tonight, too. Yep. And Harry Mays. And the great Harry Mays and all the great callers tonight. I think he's going to be warming up his voice. He's going to start doing the scales. Exactly. And remember, folks, if you're in an elevator with Luke Robitaille's wife, do not hit on her. Why? Even if you happen to make more money than Luke Robitaille. Why? What's wrong with that? No, that she claimed that Donald Trump hit on her in an a elevator once. Back in the day when Luke Robitaille had the glowing, flowing... Uh, Locks. But was he busy play. in a Burger King bathroom? That's, that's the most know. important that's, question. Uh, that's, that's to be determined. Meanwhile. In the meantime, be careful out there, right? It's cold. It's freaking freezing, I see. Watch the roads because, you know, it could be, looks like it's wet out there. No, it's not a squirter. Another it reason be to just have some... that little uh, female urination sensation thing so you don't have to pull your pants down. Exactly. And it could be black ice out there. You think it's just water? This is the time of the year, man. It gets cold and everything freezes over. It might not just be water. <laughs> no, it could be ice, which it looks like water, but or then no, oh, look this whole black ice crap. My old boss, Dave, Dave Geiger. If you if you're out there listening, he might be listening. He had this thing about black ice. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. No, it's not. Black ice is it's real. It's ice. It's just ice, man. No. It's black Any ice. ice is could be black ice. No, 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 it no, can't. no. Well, it's not if it's on ass. Not if it's on concrete and it's white. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's called sorry, black ice because it's usually on asphalt. Or most roads are asphalt. Oh, yeah, black yeah. ice is different. Black ice is smoother, slicker, slicker, but no, it's, and it's clear, so you can't see that it's coming. It's like clear liquor? Trust me. Look it up. Black ice. Black it's ice. It's a real thing. I think Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in the, the, the Black Ice reboot, I think, I heard. Samuel L. Jackson. No, he's, they're doing a Shaft remake, or, uh, a sequel. He was in the reboot of Shaft, remember? Yes. The original Shaft? Who was who? Who was the uh, original Shaft, Robert? I don't know. I never saw the original Shaft. I've been getting the Shaft. All right, people. Tony, wrap but, it up. Wrap uh, it up. Please, for God's sakes, man. I'm sorry. Jeez, Louise. I'm sorry. Are you done? You're done. I know you're done, but let's be done, okay? It's over, buddy. It is over. I'm going to play the show close. I'm going to turn off your damn tablet. You're being I'm a doing Luigi. a Luigi and Robin. I'm reading my tweets while I'm on the air. I'm doing it for the show, Tony. I'm keeping up with show content while you're That's talking. what I'm doing now. No, well, you have to end the show, yes. Tony. It is your show, so you actually need to get off the damn Twitter. I can't end it. you got to end it, buddy. All right, let's end this on, bitch. Yes. Thanks to Jack in the back and everybody else. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Watch out for the black ice. And God bless America. It's a beautiful country. We'll see you next week for the big pre-Christmas Extravaganzas, three shows, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Thanks Friday. Thanks for listening to the Tony Bruno Show. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Come back soon.
In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.